First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And joining me once again, per usual, is the Commissioner, Jude Seymour, and the Chief Inspector, Brecton McAlinden. Fellas, I put out a tweet that I was very disappointed in the performance, like nobody responded. And I think it's important. I believe that the Holy Trinity of Fruit is... Strawberry, grape, and pineapple. Like the combo. You're not wrong. Uh, oh, wait, is, there a better, is there a better trio? Is there a better trio than strawberry, pineapple, and grape? No, because the strawberry uh, bleeds into the... the well, the yes. strawberry bleeds into the uh, uh, the pineapple. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'm okay with that. I follow that. But what, the grape because of the crunch or something? different texture yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I i eat strawberry i i eat like just like a strawberry and grapes like together all the time because i feel like the strawberry blueberry raspberry is like uh tied tried and true tested and very uh it's very flexible like you can you mm. can put it on desserts you can put it with granola you can do it with yogurt like i feel like that that's it's it's its own fruit salad maybe it is a texture thing maybe maybe yeah. it is a texture thing Cause I just, I, yes, I agree. I, I, that's a great combo, but like thinking about eating just like handfuls and handfuls of that, I'd, I'd go back to the strawberry grape pineapple every time. I don't disagree like, I mean, with that, I, that combination. Like if you're going on mush city, then you include kiwi and you just go strawberry kiwi 
pineapple and they all kind of like create a medley of flavor but the the grape does or uh add a little or like a strawberry variety. peach kiwi yeah peaches are a pain in the ass though i mean if you could throw apples you could like substitute like grapes with apples if the apples are like chopped but they'd have to be chopped they couldn't be like a full slice because it's hard to i mean i can put a lot of my mouth i suppose <laughs> at one time. <laughs> hey, Brendan, remember when you used to cut yeah, right uh, combination. You can get moments from, get the, moments from the uh, podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me uh, put time yeah, you, should, you, should, you should cut. You should timestamp that one and uh, put it out and say, this is this is what we talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, so I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I, I had zero responses. I was totally underwhelmed and... And uh, just disappointed in our Twitter followers for not for not coming, you know, backing that up. I mean, we got taco burrito takes yeah. out there. That's great. Yeah, I mean, let's, it's, let's it's get really, healthy. Let's get a little healthy and talk a little fruit. And everyone it's runs. Really, it's really disappointing when somebody puts out a really awesome idea to your, <laughs> I don't know, just let's, the hypothetical oh. a group uh, chat, and it and it gets like cricket responses. Yeah, it is it's really, still fuming. really disappointing. I don't salty. disagree with uh, uh, Jude's reason to be disappointed. I have an excuse. I don't know what Josh. <laughs> Josh has no excuse. I, I have none. I have none. I, Brendan, I have. Brendan is back at his fully armed compound. By the way, you cannot break into Brendan's house any longer. He's back from his <laughs> from his vacation, and yeah, uh, he's, he has full week, access to I, all of his guns. It's been a week in Chicago. Yeah, I took a lot of the the Twitter recommendations for places to go, um, and it was uh, it was very enjoyable. But yeah, don't try and don't try and break in or burn my house down. Though I imagine after tonight's pod, uh, Greg might have a reason to burn down my house. Um, but we'll get into that. He might. Yeah. So speaking of tonight's pod, we've got uh, probably one of my favorite pods we did last year. And it's weird. It's one of my favorite because it's the most like uh, normal. <laughs> I, you know, mostly like the the weird kind of off topic ones with it. But we're going to get into our prop bets that we did last year that UHND, uh, Greg and um, and Frank and Ashton as well uh, participated in as well. I would like to see not only Frank, Greg and Ashton do this again, but I'd like to see other Notre Dame podcasts throw their caps over the over the uh, the fence there and join us. Uh, you, you might know- as well. You know, I was thinking about that when I, I called you out. To, I called you when out. I was, other Notre Dame podcasts. Well, when I was listening to the the very good uh, oral history of Subway Domer with Philip, um, it reminded me of where, like, like the birth, like when I first caught on to you, and it was the 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 basically you did this with all of the podcasts with the oh, podcast oh, yeah. oh, blog yeah. gathering. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why you can't you can't bring it back. I, you know, I'm. We might have to. Those were the fun days when, like, there was twenty or thirty different blogs. Everyone did their their own little thing. I thought, though, you know, looking back, those were those were some fun times. So I don't know if if anyone's interested, listen to this. You got you got your own Notre Dame podcast or uh, Pete Sampson. I know you you cannot you cannot live your day without a new OFT podcast without listening to it. Uh, you, you and Fortuna can go ahead and do this. Uh, wh- whoever's out there, 
ask Brendan for a leak at very priority at, uh, uh, over on Twitter, he'll send you the spreadsheet over and, um, with the questions and you can go from there. I think we all, we all need to be put on record, put on record with these. It's also, uh, but speaking very of fun. Put, it's also, also very fun to go back at the end of the season and just laugh about how hilariously high you had some people and how you did not see X player coming out of nowhere to uh, steal a bunch of categories. Yeah, that's a, so that's the, I definitely part. had the high and lows because I nailed the. I mean, we, we definitely had a very funny um, back and forth between Audric Estime and Sebo Flemister carries last year, where it took like what <laughs> ten games to resolve three carries. <laughs> I definitely, I no, definitely but, also picked uh, Georgia Tech to score the most points against Notre Dame last year. <laughs> you that did. Definitely happened. <laughs> that was a thing. Well, we had, we had, we had a lot of respect for the running back. Who's yeah. now Alabama running back? Ah <laughs> oh, shit! Uh, I'll, I'll the Javon McKinley pick two years ago was fantastic. It's, that might be one of my all-time favorites because it was finally finally one of those uh, you know senior super senior like is he going to break out? Yes, he's going to break out, and he did in his own little way. Ah, uh, all right. Speaking of breaking out or whatever. Uh, transition i want to use here listen y'all get on over to apple podcasts leave a rating leave a review whatever review that you leave we will read on the podcast word for word Brandon, what kind of what kind of reviews and ratings are we looking for there buddy hello Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, we'll go old school with this one. Uh, I, had a, I had a mute going. Uh, we're looking for those earned Julian Love five stars. Uh, shut down like my shut down corner like my mic was just there. <laughs> they'll, they'll get recently, there a little recently married. Recently married Julian Love. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, Julia and Julian. I believe. I think. I believe his wife's name is Julia. So. And if I'm wrong about that, I'm sorry, but I think I think I'm right. Anyways, well, we're, just gonna, we're just gonna call that. We should just call that couple Julio. <laughs> uh, all right, got one tonight here from uh, Jared G. Uh, it says Rose Bowl, and he gives us four stars, which makes no sense to me, Jared. Uh, but uh, all right, here we go. Thoughts with USC and UCLA going over to the Big Ten, does this eventually lead to the Rose Bowl not requiring a Big Ten versus Pac-12 matchup, as well as losing a stranglehold on all things bowl season slash playoff? Uh, thanks, Jared. I, I, that's not a real requirement now. It's just like what it's like the pr- preferred thing that they want. Like you get a Rose Bowl without that. They would just prefer the Big Ten, Big uh, Pac-12 matchups. So I'm not sure. I mean, their stranglehold is everyone just kisses their ass because everybody wants that fucking sunset. sunset. Yeah, the sunset. I mean, that's the third quarter sunset. Right? I mean, that's basically the only reason. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame has the uh, distinct honor of playing in the only Rose Bowl not played in Pasadena. (laughs) right Uh, which is uh it's very notre dame uh, to do arlington right yeah texas yeah yeah 
uh, obviously lost that one. <laughs> so yeah, so we're one and one in the Rose Bowl. That'll be a fun piece of trivia when the Rose Bowl is uh, tossed onto the heap of uh, college football traditions that are burned at the fire of, uh, you know, the media dollar, right? It's getting worse and worse. Like we're 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 going to start to see some things die. Speaking of traditions, Jude, I I appreciate before we move on to to our picks, Jude, I appreciate the living hell out of you this last week, uh, bringing up Navy. Uh, <laughs> once uh, once Brian oh dropped the numbers. Uh, oh my god! Listen, I'm st- I'm. Of course, I am still getting Facebook notifications from pe- people on the of the Facebook page just going ape shit uh, about know your history. I that should yeah. be a one foot down shirt. I mean, I, I feel shirt. I feel like I should have pre-tweeted. It sounds like you don't know why they play Navy every year. Like, <laughs> no, dude. Like, have you paid attention to anything we've we've said in the last I don't know five years since I've been an OV no, you get it. before that? Mm-hmm. So. But here, so to all the to all the Navy apologists out there going ape shit, I just I don't get it. Like you're, they they saved us. They saved. And we've had, and I'm not getting into that argument because I have put that as plainly as I could get many times over over the years, many times over. But the real thing is here is like what you don't understand, you fucking uh, sheep. Is that Navy fucking used you? They used Notre Dame. Whereas Michigan State actually helped you. Am I right? No, you're absolutely right. USC helped Notre Dame. Uh, Michigan State, uh, Michigan Agricultural but College it, helped. Uh, so Notre we Dame. should be playing Michigan State every year because they're the ones who actually told Michigan to go fuck themselves. They're still going to go play Notre Dame despite. Uh, they're whining. I mean, we should be playing Michigan State every year. Just because Father Hesburgh, who did not have a crystal ball and could see into the future, made a declaration, does not mean he's not. Wait, it wasn't the Pope. All right. It, it doesn't have to be like he said it, so it so it is it is word. It, this is it's God's canon. Word. No. Yeah, it's canon. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. So, yeah, it is not. He, he, it's a, the, it's he, a mistake. Which is fine. Here's, here's the People number are, one. Are, here, here's the number one missed the point of of exactly what I was trying to tweet about. The person who says, uh, "Well, we got to play somebody," and I'd rather play Navy than some random um, group of five or FCS team or whatever. No, if you play those teams, then you when you beat them, you know exactly what you're going to get out of that, which is nothing. But when you beat a good Navy team, you also get nothing. <laughs> So don't lock in your schedule and and save one of your 12 dates for Navy when literally if you beat Navy, it's nothing. And if you lose to Navy, it's literally the end of the world. And you have to devote not additional only, weeks of practice exactly. in order to yes. – it, 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 it is no help. The other stuff. It is nothing but a hindrance. I mean, do you remember what Nick Wisher said in the in the IPC chat? He was like, yeah, it was cool because of the tradition and all, mutual respect, blah, 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 or whatever. But it was hell because we had to spend a week in the offseason talking about the install to practice against the option. And then we had to go play it. And then everyone, guys, inevitably got banged up. And no one really liked the game. 
Like, no, they, they, like, they don't. Okay, it's a big they fucking lie. They absolutely like going to the other side and listening to the Navy band play their thing and swaying together and the Navy guys come over here. If that's they, fine. they win, if they win, that's fine. That's fine. But they don't, but they don't like the game. They don't really like what happens in the game. And again, when your best win, statistically speaking, is your, your win over the 11 and two Navy team. And then the, and the, everyone's like, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't do anything off of that win. You beat another 11 and two team and people were like, whoa, this team's a, I think we kind of maybe misjudged this team or whatever. Unless you beat Syracuse. (laughs) You beat Navy and it's like, and it's like, (laughs) I think. I think part of the Syracuse problem will is, never is, be eleven and two. Uh, Daniel McNabb is not coming back through that. That door, what about that what about more. the cowardly Dino Baber seasons? What were they? Were they ten and three? Nine. And they three? were yeah. ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, the but, problem though but, with but, the whole Navy thing is that Navy was good for a hot minute and they beat Notre Dame five times, um, four times, five times, five times, right? When, they, uh, when Notre Dame was. When they, when Notre Dame was struggling through the the tail end of the Weiss years and the beginning of the Wait, Kelly years, oh, Kelly oh, se- oh, 07, 09, 09, 10, 2010, yeah, uh, in 2016, 16, yeah. Um, so the yeah. problem, the problem is, is they were good. Um, so it made it more annoying, and it was sort of like Stanford. When Stanford was good, it was kind of annoying. Um, and now both Stanford and Navy are shitty again. Like Navy had the 117th ranked scoring offense last year. They only scored 20.1 points per game last year. So Navy sucks again. Like, you know, it's but, like a uh, water boy. We but suck Stan- again. Stanford, Stanford, 2018 is the, is the bizarro Navy, which is that they were actually not good. And everyone treated them like that win was oh, like, yeah. Oh, Notre Dame, like, man. Super they great. Really that, put was a top 10, that was a top 10 win. Yeah, that was that. That, that was like, after got, the the we, Wake Forest we, we, we uh, unveiling of Ian Book. Yeah, we yeah. rode that Stanford wave for so many weeks after that, and it was so not deserved. Yeah. And so that's what frustrates me on the other side, which is you beat probably uh, Kenny Malolo's best team in literally years, and you thump them. You absolutely thump them, and people are like, "Eh." But you lo- did you remember you lost to Michigan? Like, yeah, no, we haven't forgotten. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Here, listen, here's the thing for, for people that support us and our opinion on this, that playing Navy is just silly and stupid. If you, if you have anger about this, as I do, there is only one, there is only one way to direct your anger. And that is at Notre Dame itself, who prior to like, I don't know, 2000 and fucking one, 2002, the Navy game was just the Navy game. But Notre Dame all of a sudden started spinning out their PR BS mutual, mutual about respect. Mutual respect. Yeah. And look, and I get it. Like I have nothing against I have nothing against the troops or any of that nonsense. I fully and by the way, I fully I, have I, I love the And listen, I love I love Academy football. Like I, well, love, I love to that, watch Army and Navy. I love that the game has Air significance for for Notre Dame alums who also pl- served in the Navy. I get I get all that. I, I get all that. You don't need to play them every single year. I never said we'd never play them again. I said once every four right. years is perfect. Let's but do we, once every never four heard years. Never heard this this whole like this holy this like untouchable holy thing. We never did pre two thousand and like one or two. All of a sudden Notre Dame's spinning it out like this is like. Like all of a sudden it's 
Yankees Red Sox. Yeah, protected rivalries with Stanford. Like what? Yeah, it's it, it's just it's Notre Dame's fault for like trying to build a story that no one in the country cares about, other than Notre Dame fans who have just want to show their patriotism for like because they think that it isn't displayed enough, and Navy fans. Other than that, it's just it's it's point. It is a pointless game. It shouldn't exist. Uh, you know, Northwestern and Cornell aren't playing Navy every year. Michigan State is getting hosed by Notre Dame. They're the ones who actually helped Notre Dame by scheduling them, despite Michigan's absolutely honor everything that happened by playing Navy once every four years. There's nothing that says you have to play them every year. Go ahead and go ahead every four years, make it a big deal about every, every class that graduates from Notre Dame got to see their football team play Navy once as a, as a sign of mutual respect and father Hesburgh would be so proud and all that stuff. But meanwhile, let's free up the so schedule me, for the other three years. Uh, Jude, you let me ask you this. Nothing uh, says that, but what's at the bottom of Lake St. Mary's? <laughs> <laughs> you say a nothing. A tunnel to Lake Bacall? Yeah. You say that nothing says that, but what's at the bottom of it? We don't Why know. They, we, yeah, we don't we, know. We have yet to find out. So I will, I, I will, we will leave this topic with this question that I will pose to all of you. If Notre Dame Navy is so fucking sacred that you like you people don't even read articles now, you just scream out, know your history uh, as if someone who's been covering this, this for fucking damn near two decades doesn't completely understand what it is. Let me ask you this. What happens when this conference realignment shit goes absolutely berserker? And let's say Notre Dame does get backed into a corner and has to join a conference because that's too continue to compete in the playoff. Josh, I'm, I'm, honest, play Navy? I, I'm honestly worried that those people would say you'd still try to find a way to play Navy. Like I'm exactly, honestly believe exactly, that those people exactly. are like nine conference games plus Navy. And then the other two you have to play anybody you want. It's just like, so no, those uh, people need to get pushed to the side. Yeah. Cause your that, opinions don't count on anything, on anything else, about who coaches Notre Dame about how they perform against whoever your opinion doesn't count. If you would rather play Navy then, then make sure that you were involved uh, to win a national championship and to be in, and to be in the college football playoffs. Your opinion don't count if you think that that game is so fucking sacred. That, that has to be played every year. You just you have to play it. Because for yeah. the record, I'm okay with you guys playing it. I just don't need it to be every year. Yes. So yes. Your, your whole like, yeah. Jude you hates the troops. Jude like doesn't, re- doesn't love Hesburgh or whatever. Like whatever your, your arguments are. Uh, no, I'm saying... Recognize the tradition, recognize the the history, do all the things that you want them to do by playing them once every four years. Na- Na- hey, look, Navy's not going to fall apart. We didn't apart. play them in 2020. They're not going to fall apart. We didn't play them in 2020. And, yeah, and they're still and standing the as a football exists. team and as an, as an institution. They're okay. Amazing. And do it on a site and make it a Shamrock Series game. Play it like a Navy-based city. Yeah, right, I'm cool with that too. Hey, yeah, our, our our idea of the Shamrock series being all, you know, Played alternating a, Navy, Air Force, an air, and RV aircraft carrier in the middle You're of an ocean. In a fucking Annapolis. If you want me to get on board playing Navy, go go make the away games I, at Annapolis. I will definitely watch. I will definitely go to Annapolis if they play it there. I would love Fuck that. Yeah, That'd I would. It'd be great. We got. Hey, we're we're we can negotiate. 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cold hearted. Just say it, but you're not going to do those things. Know your history. All right. <laughs> Let's move it on. I had to get that off my chest. God damn it. Michigan State's getting screwed here, and I'd much rather watch another day play Michigan State. God damn. Uh, all right. Brendan, we're, we're going to dive into it. Friends, yeah. we got, you know, when we did it last year. We actually did it about almost eh, 10, 11 days sooner last year, uh, which makes like the season is upon us. It is, it is getting here. Uh, we got our prop bets. Brendan's got it all put together, so I am going to stop hosting this thing and hand it on over to him. Brendan, let's get rolling, buddy. All right, let's do this, man. Uh, so we'll kind of mix up the order. I'll uh, I'll call on you guys as a uh, you know, little popcorn action, right? Um, so we're going to start with the who's. Um, hey, Josh, who leads Notre Dame in receiving yards from the wide receiver? position javon mckinley oh wait wait, wait. <laughs> and i put that caveat of wide receiver uh, position because uh, are, are we all in agreement that we would just probably choose michael mayer if given the option maybe oh all right all right well the floor is yours what, what do you got uh, i am gonna have to go with um i mean i just i think this one feels more obvious than in the past uh, but I'll, so, but I will say this. I'm going to go with Lorenzo Styles. But if I knew that Avery Davis was completely healthy, I would actually, given the the history of the super senior, super senior, I would actually have a a hard debate with myself about between Davis and Styles, straight up. But we're so, going with Styles. I also would have picked Styles, but I think for the for the interest of making this interesting, when we go back and look at this and maybe having a possible laugh, I'm going to go Braden Lindsay. Um, I think we've been saying for three years how this is Braden Lindsay's year, yeah, and um, a confluence of of injuries and just inexplicable uh, maybe route running and ball handling has has prevented that, but. Uh, nothing like a graduate year to uh, to to really put the shine on. I like the balls. Yourself- I like the balls you're showing there, Jude. And, I love it. And get yourself drafted. So Lindsay's got motivation, and uh, yeah, nice pick. I'm gonna go Lindsay. Nice pick. Uh, I too am going Braden Lindsay. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh my God! Oh and boy! My reason for it is sort of. Oh. Like, uh, a combination of Josh's reasoning for Avery Davis and Jude's reasoning for it's, it's Lindsay's time. Um, it's going to be one. It's that McKinley, uh, you know, uh, Boykin, Claypool, just the, the continuation of the the receiver who finally, in their final year, makes their makes their mark. And I think that this might be it for, for Lindsay to, to step up and make his mark and, and lead for the wide receiver position. And I think that he's got a pretty solidified position. I mean, it, Davis and styles are kind of fighting over the same position. And I, I don't know about Merriweather and, um, Deion Colsey. And so there's some, some questions, um, about, but I think Lindsay will probably be on the field the most out of all of them. Right. Theoretically. Mm, I well, mean, I think him and Styles will see about be about say, equal. If, if you if Styles is is who we think he is, then it's going to be hard to keep him off the field, right? So 
Yeah, but it, right. and plus the slot position, and it's not Kelly anymore. But the slot position at Notre Dame is uh, is a is is a it's where wide receivers go to die. Go to yeah. die. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think we're probably look. I think the the hope is that Styles, Lindsey, and Colsey kind of like become the the trio. Right. At least I, in my mind, I I guess I have have a hope there. Uh, with 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 many other ancillary parts there, you know, uh, the freshman Merriweather, uh, Avery Davis. I mean, you know, other parts, co- you know, being able to put in some work out there. But I, these two right here, I think Lindsey and Styles. I, I think honestly, the entire offense could hinge upon how well they play, um, and that goes beyond you know even what Buckner does. Obviously, yeah, and you know, and obviously um, Michael Mayer is a Blitnikoff uh, award watch uh, <laughs> wide receiver unto himself, so he could be lining up his big slot. Uh, Hitting hustle's been calling for big slot style for a while. Um, I'm down with that. Okay, uh, so next question, um, Jude, who leads Notre Dame in rushing yards? All right. So before I answer this, let just remind me of the the cavalcade of injuries we've got to the running back room. I, I think Diggs has got a torn labrum, right? That is he going to be back for opening could day be, or no? Could be back by October. Uh, Jadarian Price is out for the season. Okay. Um, and that's I mean, that's I say that's it. But uh, those are two two big ones. What Logan ty- Diggs is, uh, is Tyree okay? Yeah, theoretically. Fully healthy. Okay. Fully healthy and big okay. and bigger. Okay. Um, God, I really did love Logan Diggs last year. And I know Tyree's got a history of injuries too. Um, and you can never, you never, can never count out big Audric Estime, who's now wearing number seven. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. That's it's, great. it's gorgeous. It's uh, gorgeous. Uh, I mean, what can we say about, oh gosh. Uh, okay, I got to pick somebody, so might as well go with the guy who shows the most promise, which is uh, Logan Diggs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the injury and understand that it, there's an injury Ooh. there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, with the guy who was uh, hurdling people and and making me giddy last year. So give me Diggs. Well, I like it. Um. I'm going to go with the guy who's going to be on the field the most. Um, say Tyler Buckner. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I feel, I mean, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of disrespect going on right now. I don't have any disrespect towards. There's estimate. a lot of disrespect going on right now. To estimate or, I don't have or, a lot or of, Tyree. I don't have a lot of disrespect to Tyree either. But I could definitely see Buckner running for like 800, 900 yards, and see that. I think that's the key right there, Brennan. I, th- I think you're you're close to to where I'm at, and of, of course my answer is going to be Audrey Estime. He's yeah. going to be the running back I believe gets probably the most carries throughout the season, um, and I think he's going to show out. But I believe that this Notre Dame team, these running backs and Buckner. I think is going to resemble a lot of what Notre Dame used to do, like back in the Holtz days That's where hard. guys just weren't, you know, you had multiple backs with, you know, 600 plus yards. Um, 
because they're I think they're just gonna they're gonna be using. I mean, Bram Payne is gonna get some carries early in the season. Like until we get Diggs back, he is right now he's RB three. Who knows what happens in fall camp, how that works. But I mean, I think the combo of Tyree and Estime is gonna be a, a, a nice one. Uh, but I think Estime in the end will receive more carries. Um, and I think he's going to show out. I think he's going to do a, he's going to have a good offensive line in front of him. And that's a guy that can fall forward for yards. I think, you know, we're probably, you know, maybe 5.2, 5.4 yeah. yards per carry. That seems like that kind of guy for me. I'll take it. Hold on to that line of thinking. Cause we're going to get to some, I, I was having the same thing when I was putting this together. Uh, we'll get to that sort of, um, uh, running back and usage, uh, little bit later on when we get through to this uh but yeah you're uh, you're foreshadowing a bit with uh some of these questions here um so i'll take the next one and and who scores the first touchdown of the season um and i'm gonna say that it's audric estime on uh on a on a goal line i think we're gonna see a lot of estime um goal line situations and I think uh, it's going to be a, a give to estimate. He's going to punch it in against Ohio State. I've overthought this one for two years. It's Michael Mayer. Uh, he scored <laughs> the first touchdown last year, and yep. there's no reason to, to go otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he earned the one last uh, year, too. Boy. What was it 40, uh, I'm gonna go 41 with, yards or something? I'm going to go uh, with Chris Tyree yeah. uh, because Chris Tyree is going to start the season off with a kick return for a touchdown. Whew. Oh boy, that'd be fun. We are gonna win the we are gonna win the coin flip in Columbus. We are gonna receive first, and Chris Tyree is gonna take it to the house. I picked Tyree and last year. Somehow it did not work out for me. So and somehow, some way, I will not get kicked out of the press box in Columbus if that happens. I will that is not find happening. the will to not to not lick glass. <laughs> You'll be two to three tall boys in with a night game of uh, PBR <laughs> and you will be coaxed into multiple shots and it will be uh, it'll be bad news bears for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've heard that the uh, the Buckeyes press box is the only press box in America where they openly cheer. This is this is this is something that I've heard on. Um, oh, well, it is. Look, they, it happens everywhere. But just look at, I mean, fuck, just look at the way their recruiting sites work. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean. just look at the way Bucknuts works. You know, it's it's not, that's not out of the realm. Uh, yeah, I hear it is just like, it's not like a Notre Dame press box where, like, if you cheer, there's there's dirty looks. And the Ohio State one, I've heard that um, it is it is a understanding that you are there in the capacity that Ohio State is life. Not the, the I, tradition is life. Well, I'm going to have some fun with that one. Assume, assuming it goes through. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to put you down for Tyree. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's yeah, a Tyree. Touchdown, baby. Well then Josh, who leads the team in uh, TDs? Man, I did not want to. I did not want to say this name, but I'm gonna. I think it has to. I, Chris Tyree. 
man can score as a running back, can score as a coming out of the backfield as a receiver, uh, special teams. I just look. My whole philosophy this season is going to be that it is going to be more spread out distribution wise of scoring yards and participation than we've seen over the past few years. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be any big numbers to like, wow, anybody, but it, but I think in the end health, obviously all of this for, for all three of us is, is, uh, you know, if the guy stays healthy, stays healthy, I think Tyree ends up, uh, ends up getting that one. Uh, I'm also going to go Tyree. Um, this is the first time we're agreeing on something, but, um, I just, uh, I think that he has the most promise in terms of finding the end zone and he, right now he is the healthiest. So I could see him, uh, he could do it. And Kyron Williams was the, was the right choice the last two years. So yeah, as tempting as it is to go with Tyler Buckner or, or somebody else, I think sticking with a running back, you probably don't get hurt that way. I picked Michael um, Mayer last year for the record. That did, that didn't work out. So, although it worked I, out for the floor state game. So it sure did. Um, I'm going Michael Mayer. <laughs> I think he breaks the Notre Dame mark. Well, no, cause see like even breaking the Notre Dame mark for tight ends is it's not a lot of touchdowns. It's not it, 10. No. Yeah. And, and with a running back, it, it's gotta be a running back because you're looking at getting like Short 12 to 14. Uh, whoever, whichever running back ends up leading the team in touchdowns is going to have 12 to 14 touchdowns. Um, so for the sake of variety, I'm going to take Estime because I think that he's going to get almost exclusively all of the inside the five yard line work. It's either going to be Buckner or it's going to be Estime inside the five running the football. And it's going to be exclusively uh, sort of, you know, th- what's the fantasy term for the running back in that situation? He's going to be a vulture for touchdowns. So I'm going to say that it's Audric Estime where he's he's going to get a lot of the looks inside the five, both in the pass game and the, the run game, because he can catch the ball. So it's not like he's stone-handed. So I'm going to say Audric Estime. It'd be an interesting scenario if Estime led the Notre Dame in rushing yards and in t- touchdowns. That for sure. I would have a giant. I would have a giant football boner. Giant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be. It would be game over for you, man. <laughs> uh, oh God. It would be. It would be game over. I think this. This next question is the hardest question of the entire. Uh, oh, the entire set. I don't. I don't think that there's even a discussion of whether or not this one's toughest. So I'm throwing it to Jude. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh God. Okay. What is it? <laughs> who leads the, Jude? Who leads the team in tackles this season? It's the hardest question. I think. Yeah. Okay. So help me out here. Who, who led the team in tackles? It was JD Bertrand. Was it not? Yep. JD Bertrand. Yes. Okay. By almost double. Almost. Okay. Wow. So, so, so yeah. I think we, we outsmarted ourselves last year, if I recall correctly, cause we picked like safeties and cornerbacks, right? Instead of linebackers. I didn't know. Cor- I didn't pick a oh. corner. No, no, no. Last, last we season. Picked, yeah, Josh we took Andrew a, White. That's right. And we I took Kyle White. Hamilton. So. Okay. Cal so was on pace to lead the team. We I picture White because he was he was number one in the team in tackles the previous year, right? And so we thought yeah. it was, we thought it would carry over. Okay. Oh uh, no! Shit. Well, he and Kyle tied in twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what, yeah. what happened there? Is that what is that why we picked them? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. 
So JD Bertrand still exists. He's still he on the team. He does. He he's there. He's a, um, he's a person. Jeez. It's a long pause. Yeah. <laughs> this one's hard as shit. Yeah, because I, I just I don't I mean linebacker so, rotation he, is going to be so was, ridiculous. This he year. was literally so I terrible think, last I, year. I think I have it figured out. I, I think I have it figured out though. Okay, I'm going to go. Is this the is this the Frank pick Maris Lewis out or did he pick Shane Simon? I can't remember who he, he picked, picked. Shane out. Simon. I think he picked Shane Simon. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to pick Maris Lewis out because why not? I mean, in a, in a, in a team where you don't know what the hell is going to go on the linebacker rotation, I, I might as well pick somebody who I think is going to get some time. I like that pick. All right, Josh, uh, you got to figure it out. Let me hear what you, what you got figured out. Yeah, I it's, it's fucking Bo Bauer. <laughs> you got yourself a, you got yourself a super senior, a guy who's risen above. He's going to be one of the three that are out there the most. Um, He'll be in the top three in snaps at, at linebacker. It'll be him, Luafau, and, and Kaiser, um, yeah. most likely. Um, it, you know, it, Kaiser would be. I, I think Kaiser might be the safest bet of the three. And I, I mean, I think Luafau is going to be outstanding. And and he's the, his injury last year opened up playing time for Bertrand. Um, yeah. And look, I mean, no disrespect to JD Bertrand, but I saw enough last year. Uh, to say somebody with a little more athleticism uh, could have done better, and that's yeah. That's PFS consistently worst graded uh, full time starter. Yeah. So I look tackles come in all sorts of ways. A lot of them just are, you know, some running, you know, running back two yard dives, you know, just or you know, here and there. I think Bo Bauer gets in, sniffs him out, Um, and I think he's jacked up, juiced up. Um, ready to bring the gas uh, this season. So give me, give me Bo Bow Wower. I wonder if hit, the, I wonder if the be answer, dog. before Brendan answers, I wonder if the answer to this question is the the starting cornerback playing who's playing opposite of Cam Hart. So Clarence Lewis or Jaden Mickey. I mean, Jaden Mickey will probably be never, the starting cornerback by midseason or maybe even after uh, the Ohio State game. Unless you're playing in like a like in an Alaskan or Nebraska like nine man. I will say this. No corner is going to lead the team in tackles. Clarence Lewis was third last year. I mean, he did not lead, though. No, he did not. Um, He was nowhere close. And Clarence Lewis certainly did uh, pad his tackle stats uh, against Oklahoma State. I let the guy catch the ball. Well, yeah, against Oklahoma State, when he had 10 tackles, he had a fifth of his (laughs) tackles against Oklahoma State last year. Nice. Woof. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Clarence Lewis had 44 solo tackles and 10. I love, think, I love so, thinking that, Ke- that that Clarence Lewis padded his stats against Oklahoma State. Clarence I'm just Lewis gonna, had keep 44. That he had 44 solo tackles last season. He had 34 going into the bowl game. <laughs> I mean, just because I mean, think about it with Lewis and Bracey and whoever else is there. Like, don't you feel like that guy's going to get picked on so hard? Oh yeah, I, I I would imagine. Hopefully, like Jade Mickey, I think uh, if, if our lads is worth anything, which I think they kind of are, um, they have Jade Mickey as the backup to Clarence Lewis. Um, I, Ryan Barnes is the the boundary cornerback, uh, but um, 
Yeah, so my pick, I guess I would go Jack Kaiser. Yeah, um, might as well, right? That's variety. Good That's a good pick. Um, I, I think the only problem that that you have with Bo Bauer is he is going to split some time with J.D. Bertrand, where I don't yeah. know if Kaiser's going to come off the field for Portello as much as is um, Bertrand and Bauer are going to split. Kaiser, Leofow Kaiser is consistently right. underrated by Notre Dame fans. Consist- yeah, and media. yeah, for sure. And I think the rover has got a a little bit of a crush on Kaiser. The rover position too is, is one where you can rack up tackles in, in this defense. I mean, we'll see what Al Golden does with it, but here's the problem was when Jack Kaiser and Jack lamb were both together. I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't remember which was which Jack lamb leaving for Colorado, like really helped Jack Kaiser. It's a a Jack thing. It's like, it's like watching Notre Dame baseball who has, who had like six, jacks in their starting lineup you know what i mean yeah i mean mm. they should have just had a jack off to decide which one well, they did um and i Yikes. guess kaiser had the staying power in the jack off oh. <laughs> all right if my oldest so. daughter was a boy she would she would have been a jack so i i understand the uh the some reason there was a time in america where everyone thought jack maybe they were just all reawakening to uh still magnolias no, maybe uh, I just had a name. There, a lot of people like uh, a lot of 24 fans out there, you know? Yeah. 24 still Magnolias. Uh, maybe it's just an homage to. Oh, like, no, 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 no. Given the, the, the age upon which these kids would have been born. All of these Jacks are directly named after Leonardo DiCaprio from Titanic. 100% <laughs> all. What, or, what about Jack Sparrow? No, because we're talking about like these kids were all born in the late 90s, yeah, uh, early 2000s. So, I mean, these are these are the moms are all like in the wheelhouse of like and they named their daughters Rose. They named their yeah, a lot of Rose and Jacks. Yeah. OK. Fucking fucking Leo, man. Fucking Leo. All right. He's, all right. So, um, Josh, who leads the team in sacks? I mean, let's not overthink this, Come on, guys. I'm just gonna, I'm Foskey. just gonna grab, Foskey. I'm just gonna grab Fosky and put it for everyone. Yeah, let's. Thank I you. I mean, does anyone feel I, differently? I, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna have some fun, uh, but no. Look, let's not waste the, time. the answer is Justin Adamalola. Only if Fosky gets injured, right? Right. I mean, Fosky's looking to to break <sighs> Tuck's record, right? This 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 is the year Fosky tries. Does he to have it written on his bathroom wall? That's all I need to know. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, this one's fun. Um, maybe because uh, we've, we've, we've already answered it, right? These. Uh, the next yeah. one: uh, Who scores more rushing touchdowns, Tyler Buckner or Chris Tyree? And I mean, is this, I, is this, is this where I hedge because I've already said Tyree's going to lead in touchdowns, and yeah. I can put Buckner here. Um, no, cause I, I originally had, when I was building this estimate and I was like, well, everybody's going to pick estimate cause he's short yardage and you boys went, uh, well, no, 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 no. It's not hedge. Cause this is rushing touchdowns. So, so this removes the receptions and this removes it's the, uh, returns special teams, Yeah, which okay. I think he probably ends up with, uh, probably two special teams touchdowns and then probably three to four, uh, receiving touchdowns. Right. I don't How many games? How many games is Gus Johnson calling for us this year? Because that will be uh, my decision. Two games? The uh, USC, no. uh, USC game, probably. And um, that's it. That's it? That's it. Yeah, that's got to be it. 
the USC okay. game and that'll be the only yeah, one that would be on that's Fox. It. That's the only Everything game on Fox. ABC, ABC, ESPN. Yeah. Yep. That's the only Fox game. So does that'd it be get a <laughs> I mean, I'm yep. still going to go Tyree here. Josh, do you feel different? Yes, I'm going to go with Buckner. Okay. Well, Buckner, what's he get? Yeah, for, I, Buckner's, Buckner's going to do a lot with his legs this year. I, I think I, so, too. I, I'm actually more confident in Buckner's passing game than than some people out there. But I, but I still feel like that is a weapon that is going to get used consistently. And he is going to be – look, when you're inside, when you're inside the 15-yard line, even when you're sitting there in shotgun – and, you know, trying to run a pass play out of that, it's dangerous to run it in. I mean, I, I think Buckner is that guy that helps you a lot in the red zone because of what he can do with his feet, where you actually have more options because now the defenders have to defend him um, if, or, you know, the receivers. I, I think it's going to be a – I think Notre Dame is going to do quite well um, inside the red zone this season because of that. A lot of what Ian Book did, it was a yeah. lot of uh, Ian Book – Played. Especially that Ian, that 2018 Ian book. The, I I, I kind of yeah. see that like 25 800, 2500 800 um, split being for the two for his for his stat line. Um, yeah, I think he gets his fair share, and he's a big guy. Like injuries aside, like he's what six two? He's six two, right? Six one, six two. So it's not like he's a, he's not little like like Ian book was. No, like. So you he's got good can, legs. He's got thick legs. He's got good legs. He's got good thick legs. So I, I definitely, yeah, he's an option for the red zone. Um, so I'm gonna go with um, uh, Tyler Buckner on the, and I like I like it. Buckner, Tyree Buckner. That's good. Yeah, there's there's no there's no staircases to the end zone. All right, it's no. golden. Yeah. Um, all right. So this next question is kind of fun because. Um, who finishes with more catches, Avery Davis or Dion Colsey? Davis probably might not be back until what October. Or is he going to be ready for the season? Or is it is it uh, October? I think it's still. I think it's still dicey. I don't think it's October. Um, but I mean, late September probably. Definitely not for till what? Um, North Carolina. Cal, North Carolina. I'm so still not ruling him. I'm still not two. ruling him out. That's fun. So I'll give you an answer right now. It's Avery Davis is going to have more cut because once Avery Davis is on the field, he'll be used as a weapon. Um, I am not. And that is by no means a, a knock on Deion Colsey, who, who I think as a sophomore, keep in mind, people, he's just going to be a fucking sophomore. Right. Yeah. Is no, uh, not going to be as bad as what uh, uh, as what some people think just because he didn't like blow up as a freshman. Uh, I, I think Deion Colsey is going to have a, a fine sophomore season, but Avery Davis is a super senior that once he gets the field is going to be a guy that they're, they're looking to. And uh, yeah, I feel good about that one. I think Davis is going to get overlooked in this offense. I'm going to go Colsey. Ooh, I love it. Um, I'm going Colsey too. Um, I think Colsey is the guy that, like sneakily has, you know, six by the end of the season, uh, 600 yards of uh, receptions and maybe like 25, 30 catches. Um, and then 
I think Davis will get a lot of snaps, but uh, I don't know. I, I I have a pretty good feeling about Colsey. Um, this one I put in for th- this next question specifically for Josh. Um, <laughs> and I mean, really for just for the podcast in general, who ends up joining the list of Notre Dame villains by season's end? It is a great question. Is it this is a, a team? Great. Is this a team or a person? I, you tell me, Jude. Oh wow! You yeah, Dylan's, Dylan's, tell me. me. I mean, it could be a villain. The team so, could be a villain for sure. This Raps one, could be this I mean, one isn't going to be as. This one isn't going to be as like obvious as, no. as some are. But I think, uh, Jaron Hall, BYU's starting quarterback. I could see a major ticker coming off of him and becoming a villain. Um, and Oof, he's a not to say that you know, Notre Dame doesn't have to lose for the start for the other quarterback to to be a villain, but I, I think there's a chance there. Um, I could see George Takis joining the villains um, list for sure. Uh, obviously. Uh, I mean, Phil, right? Of course. Hmm. It's a hard question. It is a hard question. And somebody from the season, because we had villain when we did the latest villain uh, podcast. Maybe Sonny Styles. Maybe Sonny Styles rises to the rises to the ultimate villain status. Uh, but I mean, Ohio State almost seems like it's uh, it's out of bounds with this question because it's all it's all villain mode over down at Columbus, anyways. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, those are. Two, I think those are. I'm gonna say George Takis and Jaron Hall is two underrated ones as far as like coaches go. I mean, Lincoln Riley's already on the villain list. Um, uh, what's his nuts? It's Syracuse is already on the villain list. You know, Babers. Yeah. You know, uh, Dino Babers. Yeah, it's you know uh, Ken uh, Ken Neal Matalolo is already on the villains list. Um, it's hard to find any possible villain with UNLV without them like breaking the law, like last boy scout style uh, yeah. in Jared, that game. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Cal, there's something about Cal, something about Cal, but I, I can't put my finger on it. So I, I don't have a good answer for that. But I think, I think, uh, yeah, Hall and Takis seem like good candidates. So which one you want me to lock you in for Takis? Well, you got to spell it right first. <laughs> no, that's how I'm it's spelling uh, it. It's T-A-C-A-S? Okay, that's all right, all right. Yeah, Villas. That's how I'm spelling Fuck yeah, it. Not, you know what? I'll go with Takis. I'll go with Takis. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't really have a good answer for this, so I think I'm just going to make jokes. I'm going to say Will Shipley. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you know what? That's not – That's not bad. That's, that's not that's bad. That bad. That's really not bad, Jude. That's that's good. That is very good. That's not even jokes. That's that's really good. <laughs> that, that's well, I hope it's a joke. <laughs> um, I because yeah, something like Shipley or Phil or Takis. I mean, with that Notre Dame well, ties. By the time Shipley gets the by the time Shipley gets up to Notre Dame, Clemson's gonna have to have already had run his ass into the ground. Yeah, or they will have had to have moved on to DJU. Um, oh boy. Um, 
I mean, because it, it's who's going to join the list of villains. So Dabo's off the table. And yeah, yeah, already on it. Already off of it. Um, I mean, if you want, if you wanted to pick like, a singular Ohio State player, you could. You, I mean, you could. You could still well, I mean, do Ryan that, Day could go on there, but like, you could pick Big Ten officials for a villain for some fuckery. It, they're, uh, they're already on the list. How about how about Big NBC? NBC could definitely be a villain for whoever they pick for, for the, the, booth, the new right? booth. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, and if NBC doesn't come through with that fucking 75 mil. Right. Neighborhood. Also villain. Um, I mean, Caleb Williams could also be a villain. Right. That's that's sort of the I mean, Caleb Williams. And I mean, he will be a villain. I mean, that, he I will, think that's actually more of a guarantee. Uh, yeah, I mean, he will be a villain, but he, so, so I'll go. Kate, I'm not sure if the, the USC's uh, USC's defense is so trash that I'm not sure that they're going to win the game. But I, I will take I will hedge my bet for Caleb Williams and I, and I'll put him on there. Um, I mean, USC's defense is going to be legendarily bad, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Caleb Williams for my villain. Um, so this is some fun ones that, uh, we fucked up last year, <laughs> <laughs> uh, across the board. So, um, who won it last year? Let, let's see if anybody won it. Uh, nope. Nope, nobody won this one. Uh, so, um, well, I'll pick the person that did the the worst. Jude, who scores the most points against Notre Dame? <laughs> who does Notre Dame score the most points against? You you picked uh, Toledo last year, so uh, ooh, yeah, so not maybe great. I should, maybe not I great should move away from this group of five uh, teams. Um, you know, I feel like UNLV was put on the schedule to only because they they needed to uh help Cal move a game and uh UNLV doesn't belong so I, I think UNLV is going to be my answer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Navy cuz the only defense worse than uh, or no 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 no. UNLV was uh unquestionably I'm going to take UNLV. Fuck fuck uh <laughs> I want to win this year. So <laughs> UNLV gave up a robust 32.8 points. They're the worst returning uh, uh, defense. So, uh, yeah, give me UNLV as well. Uh, I don't want to lose points on this. Josh, uh, who's in this game? Who's no name score the most points against? Navy. Know your history. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know my history. Uh. This one's me because uh, I Georgia Tech it last year. Um, I nailed it I'll, last year. I did not. Who scores? <laughs> I did not nail it. Uh, who scores the most points against Notre Dame this year? Um, shit. Common sense would say Ohio State, right? But I I think I did the 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 research into Ohio State's record where um, they do not lose football games where they score more than 30 points. Like 
since 1991, I think they've lost one game, one single game where Ohio State scored more than 30 points. And I think Notre Dame is going to win this football game against Ohio State. I think Ohio State is probably going to score 28, 29 points. Um, so the team I think that's going to score the most against Notre Dame this season is uh, BYU. I think they're going to score like uh, – yeah, I'm going to say BYU. I think it's going to – I think it's going to be a gross score uh, coming off the bye week, and um, Notre Dame's looking pretty. And uh, night game, I think it'll be like a 38-35 game. So uh, give me give me a BYU for mine. I mean, for the record, I think Notre Dame's actually going to have a really good defense this season. I do, um, too. and I think and I think um, whatever loss uh, you think there is of 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 Kyle Hamilton, I think Brandon Joseph makes up for that uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. I'm not, I'm not putting him in Kyle's. Greg, I I'm not sure about my insurance coverage right now. Do not torch the house. And I'm not saying that he is going to be better than Kyle Hamilton. I am just saying that Notre Dame won a lot of games without Kyle Hamilton back there at safety while he we'll was in Notre question. Dame. Brandon Joseph uh, is a, is going to be a good football player. I think Notre Dame's defense is going to be outstanding. Um, so you're going to have be hard pressed to find um, like a like a forty spot from anybody. However, there does seem to be a game, and not just Notre Dame. I mean, not we're talking college football in general, where you kind of throw all that shit out. Alabama's had this happen to them, you know, quite a bit. Alabama's had great defenses, and all of a sudden you'll have a game where it's like the team is just racking up points, you know. Get, Q freeze at Ole Miss uh, comes to mind. Uh, but, you know, I want to say U.S. I, I guess I kind of want to say USC, but I just think their offensive line is so trash. And by the end of the season, which is, which it is injuries and all that, I, I just think it's going to, I just don't think it's going to be possible. I think Clemson ends up being the highest scoring game and Clemson has a trash offense going into the season. But for some reason, Primetime game. I just see things getting derailed a bit that night. Um, DJU like going, oh, yeah, I remember I could throw a football here. Uh, I just I think that, I, I'm, maybe it's 30, maybe it's 33 points. You know, it, it wouldn't shock That's me if Notre Dame, you know, Notre, Notre Dame's points defense gives up about 18 points per game over the last four or five years. Right around there. Yep. And so. You're not going to see too many games for the, the opposing team scores in the 30s even. Um, so I think Clemson does – Ohio State, I just think in the first game of the season, I think that's going to be – I'm with Brendan on that one. I, I think that, that uh, you know, high 20s. Um, although last year – which goes against my logic last year, which, you know, first game of the season, Florida, you know, Florida State on the road. Um, so this could very well be similar – but I'm going to go with Clemson. I'm just going to say that somehow it turns into kind of like a shootout for whatever reason, um, like a like a 38-35 game or some shit like that. As a guy who has a $55 bet running um, on Notre Dame plus 14, it gives me no joy to say I believe it's going to be Ohio State. Bam, I already had it written in. Yeah, you might as well take Easy it. You, guys aren't, gonna, you, guys, you yeah. guys aren't going to take it. I might as well take it. Yeah, I mean, that's – 
Yeah, yeah, but that, that seems like a simple thing. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to pick Ohio State. Somebody had to. Yep. Wasn't going to make sense. Um, so Jude, you had you had the easy money on that one. So I'm going to give you the hard money on this one. Sure. Which is more, Tyler Buckner 30 yard completions or Tyler Buckner 20 yard carries? This is fun. Oh, I mean, th- this isn't even hard this for me fun. though. All right, 20, all right. I, but Buckner 20 yard carries. I still don't believe in the kid's arm, and so I will take carries. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go. I think he's gonna get a pretty good amount of carries, but I like. I don't know about the accuracy, but I do know that he can throw it far, and I know that Styles and Lindsey can run. And Davis. Um, and Davis can run, and Merriweather can run, and I know he's got some guys who can run under the ball. And I, I don't know about accuracy, but I know he can throw far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the completions. Um, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I'm declaring this. The suckers bet at 2022. I think I think unless this is definitely Kyle a Kyle versus the field. This is say, a Kyle versus the field. Unless you have Kyle versus the field in a couple of I think questions. It, I think it's easy. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be completions, and I think it's going to be double up on. I can't on wait to take my the money from you guys. I will right, bet any up, amount of money. It's carries. This one. This one. All right, I like that. Double up. Yeah, this, this is what I was hoping for, you. This, this that was that was a good one for me, and I'm glad I I, I kicked it out to you. Um, all right. Well, well. Josh, which is more, thirty-yard passes allowed or thirty-yard passes made? So what? And what this was the is this is last year. Um, I believe allowed. Allowed was last year, right? Allowed was last year because yep. I remember there wasn't a lot of bombs because yeah. And and this is the interesting thing about. I remember, we all were watching this plot practice reports of Jack Cohn throwing a deep balls of Braden Lindsay and, and dreaming about what could be. Well, I think um, Jude, you and me, Jude, we picked allowed last yeah. year because I I knew what a Freeman defense was, um, yeah. and that um, yeah, you know yeah. guys on the they island didn't have the corners. They guys on an island, but Cam Cam a year older, and uh, we'll see what's on the oppo end. Uh, but the 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 emergence of Cam Hart. Um, I'm I, I, I'll I'll leave this one off. I'm going to say um, passes allowed. Uh, I think they'll give up theirs against Ohio State, uh, much like Ohio State got some 30 hard passes against Oregon and still didn't hit the 30 mark. Um, I think that they give up some big pass plays, but for uh, the most part, uh, they they keep keep things in front of themselves. Um, but yeah, give, yeah I'll, I'll take a loud. So I'm torn on this one because it, um, 30 yard pass is made. It doesn't be thir- it doesn't have to be 30 air yards, right? It could be a five yard out to somebody. Be a five yard out, the, yeah. The guy yeah. runs for 25. Both ways, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I could, despite my misgivings about how much they might give up against Ohio State, I still think that they could air it out against, or they could get a lot of ch- cheapy 30 yard. Chunk play plays Mar- Marshalls and there's Alfred nothing Williams cheap about a 30, 30 plus Cal, yard play. I mean, Cal is bad. Well, if it's a, if it's a missed tackle and the guy runs for 20, then it is, it is somewhat that means cheap. The guy was athletic enough to make the guy miss a tackle. Okay. Yeah. North Carolina, Stanford, UNLV, um, USC are all bottom, bottom 100, uh, defenses. 
bottom 100 you know, defenses. It, it brought me no joy to pick allowed last year. I want some good karma. I'm going to go made. Um, I don't feel great about this pick, but uh, I'll let Josh be the tiebreaker here. I feel fantastic about your pick, Jude. Okay. I think it's made. I think it's made. I think specifically because of Chris Tyree, uh, Avery Davis, when he's healthy, Lorenzo style, I think, I think that like, I really do believe that they're going to get bigger chunk plays out of the passing game this year. And it doesn't have to be bombs. Um, I think they just have speed uh, and they'll know how to use it. But I also believe that Notre Dame cam Hart is going to be, I think he's going to be lights out this year. I think he's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, for all the jokes you make about Clarence Lewis, there's he can still improve. It's not like the guy has to suck more. You know, yeah. guys can get better, um, and I believe that he will get better. Um, I do like Tariq Bracy still, uh, and again, I I have a lot of a lot of faith, um, unwarranted, but a lot of faith nonetheless in Brandon Joseph. I, I think Notre Dame just keeps that number under um, what they have made, and again, there's going to be games like. UNLV, Navy, there's going to be some games where they really pass. Don't that discount, shit up. don't discount North Carolina because North Carolina was awful. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. So I, I think there's going to be some games that they'll, they'll be able to pad it up Stanford. enough to, to kind of to, to rise above, like, say, maybe the Ohio State game or maybe, you know, BYU can be, be a, a big play. Cuse? I mean, Cuse is Clemson. Like no. Yeah. So. And again, USC, I mean, USC can make some for, for, for all the shit. They still have good wide receivers and a good quarterback. They, they're, you know, they can make some, uh, some big, big chunk plays. Uh, but I think Notre Dame ends up making more than they allow. I like it. Um, this is a fun one. Uh, which is more games that the Notre Dame scores 40 plus points or games Notre Dame gives up 20 plus points. I'll go first. And I think it's that they give up 20 plus more than they do. I, I just, I don't, maybe this was a Kelly thing. Maybe this is going to be different moving forward, but was that Purdue last year, Brendan, where we're screaming for the fucking score? Yeah, we were. I just, it never feels like Notre Dame wants to put the fucking gas down. Like, I mean, like the extra whipped cream topping uh, on some of these games. And I, I get it, but I, there's there's a decent amount of offenses on the schedule that can that could score, you know, 20 points. Uh, so as much as I faith as I have in the in the defense, I, I think I think the offense is going to be, you know, a, a 30, a 33, 34 point a game kind of offense, uh, most likely. Um, but that's not 40, is it? Jude, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to, I'm going to pop in real quick. Sure. Um, Cal was the 96 ranked scoring offense last year, scoring 23.8 points per game. Stanford was the 113th ranked scoring offense, scoring 20.4 points per game. UNLV was the 111th ranked scoring offense last year, scoring 20.8 points per game. Syracuse was the 91st ranked scoring offense last year, scoring 24.9 points per game. Clemson 
was the 82nd ranked scoring offense, scoring a scant 23.26.3 points per game last year. Navy was the 117th ranked scoring offense, scoring 20.1 points per game. And Boston College, albeit without fail for a considerable Most amount of, of season, yeah. uh, 24.7 points per game. I'm going to say that Notre Dame scores 40 plus uh, more than they give up 20 plus um, this season. Um, <laughs> only only Brendan can reel off a, a bunch of stats about teams averaging more than 20 points a game and say, well, I don't think Notre Dame will give up 20 either. I don't, well, I don't think that Notre Dame's going to give up 20 points to Cal. I mean, North Carolina. You, you, listen, you, didn't, you didn't think Notre Dame was going to have 20 points to Toledo last year either. We all didn't. Yeah, That's the yeah, problem. So no, let, let me, let, no, let me, but let me lay out the stats. Absolutely terrible. Uh, and I think Toledo looked just as bad going into last season. Last year, this would have been a push. It was five and five. Notre Dame right. scored 40 plus five times and they gave up 20 plus five times. All right. Which, is, which includes, which includes the, uh, the Fiesta Bowl. So it's like, uh, Toledo scored 29. Florida State scored 38. Uh, Virginia Tech scored 29 fucking – Virginia fucking Tech. We didn't even have a quarterback. Let me ask you a question. 29 points. Do you feel comfortable about Notre Dame scoring 40-plus against Marshall? No. Yes. No, I think, the, I think it's possible that the offense is still a little bit in disarray. Uh, what about Cal? I mean, Maybe. What about North yes. Carolina, which gave up um, bottom 132.1 points per game? No. Did BYU. Game, did, what time does the game kick off, and did the flight go okay? Mm. We don't. Yeah, we yeah we don't know that yet. Uh, yeah. North Carolina. Yes, yeah, at North Carolina. Um, off the bye week, uh, BYU. They gave up uh, 24.8 points per game last year. No. Stanford gave bottom 100, 32.4 points per game last year. No, Notre Dame scored 38. UNLV gave up bottom 100, uh, 32.8. Yes. I, I mean, yes, that's, that's three. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, Hughes, that Hughes gave up 26.3 points per game mm, last no. year. No. I mean, Brendan, we don't laugh at it. Laugh at us at the end of the year if you're right, but I'm going 20 plus with Josh. Okay. All right. All yeah. Right. yeah. Just put it out there. That's fine. All right. Here's one Gregson burned out of my house. Which is more? Brandon Joseph interceptions or Kyle Hamilton career interceptions at Notre Dame? How many career interceptions does Kyle Hamilton have? Eight. I guess things. Okay. Um, so Brandon, Brandon Joseph, Joseph just needs nine. <laughs> Brandon Joseph just needs nine. His, he, he was an All-American uh, Brandon Joseph was an All-American in 2020, right? Uh, and, and he had six picks. In what, eight ga- games? Eight games, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is I mean, if Kyle— Nine games. If it was one more down. Yeah. If it was, if it was Kyle's career was, was seven instead of eight— I would yeah. take Joseph. That I still nine is take Joseph. Number. Yeah, I got I got Hamilton. I, I don't I don't I mean I think Joseph might have a good season, but but I think six is probably the max. 
I no, think give me no. Hey, go 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 back and give me Joseph. Yeah, because I'm I'm taking Joseph as Fuck well. It. Ah, great! I just picked another sucker, and this time I'm using Kyle Hamilton against you guys. This is great. But here's the thing about it is like I think I think Joseph will at least get eight this year. That's a push. Uh, he had he had six and nine, and he's gonna get a minimum of thirteen games. Um, in this system, I I think that he, I think he can get not I think he can get eight picks. Well, Greg, I love yeah. to say that my house <laughs> is still standing. Still standing. Jude's house still standing. I'm still standing. <laughs> um. Okay. So, um, passing touchdowns or rushing touchdowns. Do I do I just put down rushing touchdowns for everybody? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jude. I mean, I don't think there's. A, is there really an argument against rushing? I don't last, think so. When was the last time passing touchdowns eclipsed rushing touchdowns? Was it last year? No. Uh, yeah, last year passing touchdowns. <laughs> really? It was last year. Yeah. yeah. What was the, What was 30, the difference? It was thirty to twenty-three. No kidding! Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Well, you know why? Because it was the bowl game. Because <laughs> Jack Cone threw for like seven hundred touchdowns in that game. <laughs> Right. All right. So let's just talk this out for five seconds then, because we're yeah. all like 100% behind rushing. But is it possible that with our fleet of wide receivers, that guys find the end zone because they're fast? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Is that more likely than the the running backs struggling behind an offensive line or otherwise just in effect? In effect effective or somehow Tyler Buckner not being used as a, as a running threat near the goal line. Like I'm trying to think of a situation in which rushing touchdowns can be taken away in a way that we wouldn't have predicted. No, no. Well, I mean, if we, if we played better defenses, if we play defense with a better front sevens, the front sevens Notre Dame is going to face this year. Not are great. Not that good. Not, not good. Yeah. You're not great, Bob. Not good. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at it today. There's some decent it's, players in the secondary, okay, and you know, across the board on the schedule. But I just think the front sevens from top to bottom are are just not good. Okay. I, yeah. All right, we all said rushing, so let's let's stick with that. Well, I like it. Um, all right, so over unders. Uh, these are fun. Um, this was fucking. I, this was the one last year. This was, this the, was one. the one last year. This was this was, was incredible. This was funny. Uh, over under points per game, 38.4. Wow. You set that line high. Uh, I set the lines for a top 10. And, and one of the reasons why I set it for a top 10 is because Notre Dame is facing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven defenses that gave up in the bottom 90 in points per game last year. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go under cause that's I'm still pretty high. Yes. Yeah, and be really high. happy when they, when they prove me wrong. I mean, what's Notre Dame's all time record for points per season. This, this, this would be the record. Yeah. Okay. This would smash it I'm, by a couple points. I'm taking the over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
your 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 hubris will be your downfall, but I we'll look forward we'll to see. you. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Um, over under points per game allowed, eighteen point three, which is the top ten defense according to the the twenty twenty one season. Say over. This does not line up with my, my philosophy of of the twenty forty. Um, Some bad offenses they played this year. I'm gonna go under. Fuck it, Brandon Joseph. You're gonna have to blank a couple of people, Josh, to uh, get your twenty payoff. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, or it's a hedge, which is fine too. Or, I'm going to take the under, and one of the reasons I picked the, the under is I think Ohio State scores, I think they keep Ohio State under 30, and I think if you can keep Ohio State under 30, um, I think that there's some crooked scores, in, and I'm not sure how good Clemson's uh, offense is. I think Clemson's offense is trash. I think Clemson's offense is hot trash, and it's like the best team on the schedule. So I'm going to take the under. I think they end up with a top 10 defense this year, and a top 10 offense. So it bodes well. Um, over under Tyler Buckner, TD to interception ratio, three to one. Cone was under last year, and I had him set to four to one, and he was 3.5 to one. And Tyler threw oh, three yeah. touchdowns last year and three three interceptions and limited so I, action. So I, guess, I guess a good way to look at this is, uh, is just three three. Take, take the number eight. Yeah. All right. So you got twenty four touchdowns to eight interceptions. The interceptions seem high at that rate. I think he's going to have a better touchdown interception ratio than that. This is tough. I mean, I feel like this number is low. It is low, right? (sighs) I'm so tempted to say over. Yes, you are. Would I be it? Would I? I mean, be, a first year, a first year starting quarterback, it makes sense. Can I be like a two point eight guy? I mean, like, can I spiritually live there? I, I don't know if he's like if he's got like a sixteen like seven season. Ugh. Right. Well, I mean, it's not even sixteen seven. I like. You're no, talking it's about like sixteen like, six. If he's twenty five and eight, I mean, you're like on you're good. the cost. Yeah, maybe I went. So, maybe I used the wrong number. Like if you use so if you use six, you're looking at eighteen and six, which seems like a more accurate. That seems right. Like, I mean, if you're twenty five, if, if you're twenty five, what if you're twenty and, 20 and five? Yeah, but if you're twenty five and nine, you're not right. So if he goes twenty five and nine, which I would be ecstatic if you toss in like seven touchdowns rushing. I mean, we're talking great season. Um, but 25 and nine is not yeah, this, it. These are passing TDs to be clear. These are right? passing not, TDs, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So like 25 yeah. and nine, I'd be ecstatic about looking All right. at I'm, it. I'm going to go below. on. I'm going to go under. I'm going to um, go under. Oh man. I don't know, man. I, I it's just like, so uh, tough. That's why I love this line. That's a like lot. That's a, that's a lot of turnovers when you start doing that, looking at the under. Because I, I think he's going to get a fair amount of passing touchdowns. Not like nothing record setting, but I think a fair a fair amount. But I mean, so, it's like 
But if he's what if he's thirty and eleven? You're under. It's crazy. It's a good line. It's a good line for him because he's gonna put. He's gonna score. You know, seven to ten touchdowns with his legs. If 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 Buckner throws thirty touchdowns, uh, I'll be fucking astounded. If if Buckner throws thirty touchdowns, they're going to the playoff. He'll win the Heisman in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Yeah, in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, twenty twenty three. But like, yeah, it's it's a good line for three to one for Buckner because you have to consider that the. Well, his touchdowns are also going to be with his legs. So, um, I, I, uh, I, I want to just write it push. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take the under as well. I'm going to follow you. I think, he, I think he could have 25 and nine. All right. And then add All right Buckner, it's me and you, baby. I was going to say, I felt a lot more comfortable when I thought both of you guys were going over, but hey, Brandon, me and you, baby. Welcome to the pool. The water is warm. It's warm. And this <laughs> is you guys are burning is, in hell. That's why well, you're fucking no. burning in hell. That's why it's warm. Um, so so here's one that, that I alluded to earlier. Over under 500 yard rushers on the team, 3.5. So does Notre Dame have more than three 500 yard rushers on the team? So, I yeah. mean, yeah, Buckner, I, yeah, Tyree. Buckner, Estimate Diggs. No, no. The answer is no. I'm going to say under. Yeah, I'm going to say under. I, I, I still am in, I still am in line. I think with the, with, with the spreading out of the yards, but it won't be like 600 here, 550 there, 700 there, 800. It's not going to be. Yeah. I mean, just to, just to put this in perspective, over 500 yard rushers last season, one, Aaron Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckner was second with 336 yards. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just. I mean, you yeah, look it, at 2020. You look three. at 2020, and you almost had three. Jude, but Jude, if, it's, if the line if the line was set at two and a half, now I'm now I'm conflicted because I feel yeah. like Buckner Buckner could definitely get it. I obviously picked Diggs. I'm all in on Diggs. I'm all in on Tyree. So now I've got three. So yeah. I, does estimate get to does the estimate get you to four? Well, I mean, I think estimate leads the team in rushing yards this year. So, so right. does <laughs> estimate get so Josh? Let me ask you this: Does estimate yeah. get over 500 yards? Yes. Does Tyler Buckner get over 500 yards rushing? Yes. Does Chris Tyree get over 500 yards rushing? Yes, and that is it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Then I think the combination of Diggs and Payne gets you a, gets you another 650, 700 yards. I'm going to take that. Are you joining us? On the, no, on I'm, the jo- I'm joining you. you? I'm joining the yeah. other Okay. All right. I, I just want to see if it would happen. Um, I, feel like, I feel like two and a half would have been a, a tougher call here. It but, would have been tougher, but I think we might have all gone over there too. But we would so. have gone over yeah. all over. I, I, th- yeah. oh, I think so for sure. I think yeah. for sure we would have all gone over. over. And the, the difference is Buckner as being your the starter is, rather than Cone. Well, right, I think sure. the difference is whether and not, or not, and not having Diggs, not having Kyron Williams like a, a, a an absolute ace. It, if you Diggs. think Diggs is going to go over 500 yards, you have to call the over. Is that fair? Yeah. On two and a half. Or on three and a half. Three and a half. 
on three and a half. If you think Diggs is the over on three and a half, if you think Diggs will get over 500 well, yards, the problem rushing, is that, that I don't over. think I don't believe in estimate as much as you guys believe in estimate. And I, That's but I, I've also, I've also That's put true. in with a guy who has, it was coming off labrum, uh, a torn labrum. So like, well, I mean, I know, if you're going right? to pick a, if you're going to pick a running back to, 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 to do it, you're going to pick the labrum more than you would pick like a knee or something. Right. That's true. That's fair. Um, all right. So do you, do you think the team's going to average over five yards per carry? No. Under. Yes. Over. Over. Yeah. I think this team's strength is the running game. With Buckner, as long as Buckner is healthy, I think it's for. Um, should have been using the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I think so too. I should have had some saps in the second half. Um, all right, this is a fun one. Over under quarterbacks used two point five. All right, so I just want to be clear about this. Yeah. If if we're yeah, in a garbage time situation, we're bringing in and walk on quarterbacks and stuff. That counts. Sure that counts. Does. Sure does. Uh, I'll bud. take I'll, t- I'll take the over then. Yeah, I'm taking the over on that too. I think three and a half would have been a better line because then we're talking about how bad are you blowing someone out for like Chase Ketterer to come out. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to. I get you. Now, this is this is the one I'm most proud of. Um, and here's why. Over or under fourth down attempts, 25.5. Kelly never tried more than 25 fourth down conversions in his entire tenure at Notre Dame. Now, can, can, can I give you some context? Sure. Of course. I have to give you some context. Um, 25 puts you at 44th in the country last year. Tied for 44th in the country. So this is where we get into the, so now we're into the Freeman section. Um, <laughs> what do you feel like 2019 the last full season of real football um 25 would have put you at 33 all right so I, i'm going to take the under here and here's my thought on this which is first yeah. year coach first year Love. coaches are not looking to uh draw attention to themselves and i think yeah. that unnecessarily risking fourth down attempts um, does that. And I know that it would be great because I think all of us want to see them line up in some crazy ass formation and just bang the bodies. But, uh, yeah. I don't think for, I think Freeman's going to be a little bit more conservative than that. So I'll take the under. They had 17 last year, which was a hundredth in the country. I think, I think at some point I might take the over on this, but I've got to see at least one year of Freeman to feel better about this. I'm going to go, over and I'm going to take, I'm taking Freeman out of the equation Tommy Reese. and I'm including Tommy Reese into it. Who is going to be, yes, Freeman's going to be saying of these last years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think Reese is going to be, is, is going to kind of, he's going to sell it, man. He's going to sell it. And, and I think a first year head coach is susceptible to being sold on something from the offensive coordinator outside of the ball that you don't, you never coached. I, I'm going to say over, because I think Reese is, is, is super, I think Reese is just like ridiculously confident person. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and, and aggressive. And what's the fucking get after it? And whereas Kelly was was always going to be that buffer, that wall for that. Oh, I was looking at Notre Dame's I, fourth I, down conversion attempts for, through the years. Do you, do you want the numbers, man? It was 17 yeah. in 2021, 16 in 2020, 25. And this was why I picked 25.5, 25 in 2019. 25 in 2018, 18 and 17, 20 and 16, 8 and 15, wow. 16 and 14, 13 and 13, 6, 8 and 15. My God. Wow. Yeah. What a year that offense six, was. 6 in 2012, 7 in 2011, <laughs> and 11 in 2010. So I think, number, I think the number six. I think the number twenty twelve. Twenty five is twenty five point five is the perfect but number, could, right? Can you see them? Can you see them being in a situation where they're just like, I have no confidence in this offense getting these yards in twenty twelve. Twenty nineteen, yeah, you, right in twenty twelve. But twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen was twenty five and twenty five, and I would argue that those were two of the best offenses of. Yeah, the, I mean twenty twelve is about as relevant as twenty whatever is, you know. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, twenty twelve so. is basically like fifteen is astounding. I just think it's yeah, and I'm, I would say probably what three of them were against Stanford. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> uh, it's a fun. It's a fun one, right? I I just yeah. think that twenty five is is. Yeah, my, like, my whole philosophy here is that Notre Dame is going to be more aggressive offensively because of the lack of buffer. I just I hope people stick with him if he if it does if it blows up spectacularly. If it does, and I it's, love I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under here too because I I just think it's one of those things that like I could definitely see him kicking over and like being one of the more aggressive teams. But like the uh, on the flip side of it, it's like maybe think, he doesn't think about it though. If it. if he does it early. And it works, like it works a little more more consistently. They are going to go to it much more throughout the season. And when you got Buck, when you got Bucky, like Bucky is going to give you the ability to like, like if you got Bucky back there and it's like fourth and three. Same thing as the red zone. Yeah, you can roll him out, and you can do the run. You can do an RPO if it's like fourth and three. And like Bucky can roll out and find Mayer, or he can just like pick up the fourth and three. Which yeah, is what yeah. you what you did in like nineteen and eighteen with with book, and which is why nineteen and eighteen had such high <sighs> numbers, the the high point of the Kelly era. So we'll see what Bucky does, but I, I'll take the under, um, just to be safe. But um, I don't disagree with Josh taking the over on this one. Um, so the over under on this next one is receptions by the leading receiver being set at 70. And that includes you, Michael Mayer. No, oh, you, you skipped skip, one. You skipped one. Oh, no. Avery Davis. Passed you skipped my favorite one of the whole thing. Avery Davis passed attempts. 0.5. Does Avery Davis take a throw pass this season? Yes, of course he does. Yes. I'm taking Hammer the over. Hammer that over. Hammer that over. Uh, I, I, w- I was going to take the over because I, th- I believe in having a little fun and sweating something throughout the year. But I've fallen into this trap so many times where I think Cole Komet or Avery Davis or somebody's going to attempt to pass and it never happens. And I'm just going to take the free point. So I'll take under. Brendan and I witness greatness. I witness right greatness. In First hand, right in front right of us. Right there. And right in front of us. What was it? It was a. Uh, 
uh, Chipster was there, right? The the stadium dude. Uh, the guy yeah. who does <laughs> he does all of uh, he does Notre Dame's uh, field work. Came up to us during the thing, like right before it happened. Uh, it was it was awesome. It was epic. Uh, so yeah. Over, under, over. Uh, me and Josh take the over. Jewel is probably smartly take the under. Um, all right. So then <laughs> over, under receptions by the leading receiver, which includes um, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. <laughs> Tight ends, yeah. And he had 70 last year, right? Uh, yeah, he. Um, 70. He 71. 71. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will take the over then. Look, they don't they don't put him up for the Blinnikoff award if they're not gonna throw in his direction a million six times. Let's do it, man. They don't they sure don't. I'm gonna hammer that over too. Yeah, we'll just we'll just gas it up the board. Uh we'll let other pods uh take the under on that, that one. one. <laughs> um oof. So this one's kinda dark. So when the does. Does the QB name starter? I'm not saying it's Buckner. But does that QB name start to get benched during the season? In Define anything? benched. Define benched. I mean, getting uh, pulled is one thing during the game. Getting pulled is benched. But, <sighs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they so, get pulled and benched? So it's not just we've got a package for B quarterback. It's It's like he's... In effect, he has a package. He has. There is two. There's a. There's two interceptions Cone, that just got thrown, let, and now he needs me, to take a break. Let me. Let me. Let me break it down. Cone got benched last year. Virginia Tech game. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was a good example. Right. Virginia Tech game. Buckner also got benched. But no, well, no. Buckner got um, injured. But uh, yeah, Cone got bent. Cone got benched against Virginia Tech. So I'm going to, I want to answer, I want to answer first on this one. Yeah. Cause I got a, I got a, I got a somewhat reasonable answer. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say, no, he does not get, the starter will not get benched. The reason being is I think again, and I, this goes back to Kelly leaving and Reese being here. I think Reese has more faith in the guy that's out there and is willing to, willing to bet a little bit more on his starter, his guy. Um, and quite honestly, I just don't think that I have a hard time in July looking at our starting quarterback, Tyler Buckner, having a bad enough time in, a, in any of these games that he's going to get benched. Clemson might be the better, like Clemson's defensive line is going to be fucking insane. Right. But that's going to be in November. Right. So he it, right. like we're going right. to be living or dying at that point. Right. So, you know, there. Unless it absolutely goes. So if the Ohio State games and Clemson games stick out, not just because of the best opponents, but because, number one, the Ohio State game is a good opponent on the road season opener. That could be a moment. Clemson could be a moment because their defensive line is fucking incredible. Um, and I, but I just don't see that happening. I, I just think with, with Reese, there's a little more 
trust and a little, you know, yeah. a little more puppy love for the guy that's his guy um, than what Kelly, than what Kelly showed. Brendan, a clarifying question. Yes, if, absolutely. If, if Buckner is ineffectual and they bring in Pine for two series and he doesn't do much better and they bring Buckner back in, did Buckner get benched? He got benched. Yes. Okay. Is that benched? Yeah, for sure. You're considering that benched. I'm considering that benched. I'm considering if you guys okay. felt. So, so this is going to be a very specific uh, thing we're going to have to watch this year because, I mean, it could be just Buckner twisted his ankle. If Buckner twists his ankle, you know, that's not. I think a, we'll. I think we'll know that if he twists his ankle. Or not. Yeah, we'll know if he. Twists All right, I'm just saying. Yeah. We're going to have to keep close tabs on this one. I, I think. I think you can look at the Virginia Tech game. There was nothing wrong with Cone, and he got benched. Yeah, I, yes. I think I think when you if we're using Virginia Tech as the example, um, Buckner didn't get benched in that game. He, he got hurt. But I, I, I think that right. I think right. you can look at it and and you can say that it's a QB who gets it because maybe Pine gets named the starter. We don't know. Pine could get named the starter for the Ohio State game. But I could also get a date with Heidi Klum. You Possible. sure could. You sure could. <laughs> Have um, I mentioned that I'm interested? It's a, it's a, that's a forever option. Baby. <laughs> you kiss. So Jim, what, are you, what are you going with on that? I'm going to look. I think I've been consistent in rooting for Drew Pine, even though when it didn't make a ton of sense. So yes. I feel like it's very on brand for me to say yes here. So let me go ahead and say yes. Okay. It's gonna suck for you and Steve Angeli. The, the thing, <laughs> the thing about it is, is like it's fine. I still get the especially point. Especially if it was Kelly. You do, you do. Saying yes would have been an, a no brainer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna say no. Um, okay, so here's a fun one. Does Tobias Merriweather's final stat line exceed Lorenzo, Lorenzo. Styles? 21 stat line of 24 catches, 344 yards, one touchdown. All right. I, I said so, the freshman I was most excited about was Tobias Merriweather. Yes, you did. Jude Ward. So what do you think? Is I think, it, I think, I think Kelly inexplicably started styles late in the season and there definitely could have been more. And I think Freeman's more open to the idea I, because I just think Jude, Kelly. Was before so you answer, we need some clarification though. Okay. Does this, does does each stat have to be better? I mean, what if he catches twenty two balls for four hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns? That's better. Can't of course, call, it's better. Yeah, of course, it's better. Yeah, I mean, okay. I just want to make sure that that's what that's what. We're yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Just that you look, stat you line. look at the stat. I just want to put the stat line out there. I mean, when you look okay. at the stat line, you know what the stat line's better. It's if right. he catches twenty six balls. Sure we're clear. For 200 yards, I mean, so, gonna be like. To me, this one is is um is like putting it out in the universe and wanting it to be ha- wanted to make it happen. I don't know that it's gonna happen, but I am yeah. so geeked out, excited about Tobias Merriweather that, to that I want that I want to manifest it into the universe, and so I'm gonna say yes. I mean, I'm gonna say yes because, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one name, and. It's the entire reason I'm going to say that I have yes down. Joe Wilkins. Plastics. Just think about Notre Dame's wide receiver room. It's small. It it is banged up. And with the chances of more banging up. And 
Tobias Merriweather is a is a fucking good talent coming. He is a top talent coming in. Uh, so that's my answer. I, I yeah, I just think he's going to get. I think Jude's dead. You know, was absolutely right there with Styles being brought on later than what we had maybe what it should have been. Uh, and I think Merriweather will will creep into that lineup a little sooner, give Hughes a little more earlier. I'm going to say no. Um, one of the reasons I'm going to say no is is um, I have high expectations of Braden Lindsay and Lorenzo Styles, <laughs> as well as um, – That was Brian Kelly, Davis. man. That was Brian Kelly. It was Brian Kelly, but Brian Kelly doesn't play freshman. Yeah, 344, 344. I also have Eli Raritan expectations. Um, I, I just don't think he's going to get to the 24, 344 and one touchdown. Um, one thing about that stat line for – uh, styles is a lot of it was padded by the bowl game. Um, and I don't know if he's going to get the kind of, uh, bowl Fine. game padding. So I'll, I'll take the no. can pad it during the bowl game too. He sure, he certainly can. Especially if it's like the camping world bowl or, or cheese <laughs> bowl, whatever hell it is now. <laughs> that would not be uh, optimal. Um, so boys, uh, do you think Notre Dame incorporates black? I guess this is just like, I, I removed the green because Notre Dame removed the green from um, speculation by just stating that Cal's going to be the green jersey game. Um, but is Notre Dame going to incorporate black into their Vegas uniform? See, I feel like no. if, the, if the question was gold, I would say unequivocally yes. Like it's, it's, gold, it, yeah, it's all gold was if gold was the primary all gold everything. Oh, yeah. gold everything, but. But black, I'm gonna say no. Just I would, I would love to see. It. I think it would be cool, but I'm gonna say no. I, I'm, I'm gonna say yes. I think they're gonna do a black jersey for for the Vegas game. Nope. Well, our buddy Oak could probably answer this question right this second, but well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll wait until October. Yeah. Actually, Swatch no, well, Miss no, is no, no, we, we'll, we'll no. Know. Swatch Miss is gonna be in. Yeah, Swatch we'll Miss is gonna month. be in in, yeah, we'll in August. Yeah, Swatch Miss. Be It'll be a free, free, free one before the season starts. Yeah, Swatchman. Jude, we're Jude, we're gonna need a we're gonna need a, a confirmation that we don't tell anybody but ourselves. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, here soon. This is a this is a um, Josh Joshua Vol special. Josh, does does a does Notre Dame Stadium get invaded by an opposing uh, by an opposing fan base fan base of stadium? This We're season. only. This is basically. No. Does it get invaded by Clemson, right? Yeah, and but I mean, the answer is no. The answer is no. They could get invaded by uh, uh, UNLV, Boston College. No, super Stanford? fans will. Yeah, no. do, is there going to be God, an orange you, contingent? Stanford can invade their be, own stadium. Is it going to be a contingent? Is 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 most of the stadium going to be orange, like it was in Cincinnati? You know, or? it's funny because if the game was in September, I think I might be tempted to say yes, but yeah, I'm going to definitely fun. say no because it's in November. And I, don't think people, a- I don't think people from South Carolina want to come and 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 buy a lot of tickets based on the fact it could be fucking 32 or less. And Clemson fans hey, know Clemson could be them. by that time be could be in a little bit of a hot trash situation. I mean, they their schedule really isn't that tough. It's um, not that tough. Before it's us, not like they got to open play, with Georgia. 
at Georgia Tech. They play Furman, Louisiana Tech, Wake Forest, NC State game. Uh, but that's at home. BC. Uh, they go to BC, go to Florida State. They go to the uh, – then they have Syracuse at home and then a bye. So, yeah. I mean – the it should the be game, undefeated. Should be. Should be. NC State, if you ask if you ask um, Big Game Boomer, well, I mean, we're talking about but a who? At the same time, even if, even if uh, Clemson is undefeated or has just one loss going to that Notre Dame game, even if they're undefeated, it they're could be buying. very underwhelming undefeated. It's not going to be like Georgia where they were buying the tickets in the summer leading up to it because it was bucket list. No, because there's no Major League Baseball team – that is going to be playing the Georgia, Georgia had, you know, the Braves show up. The Braves. And, and, to play well, the the other part of it too, yeah. is that, um, Georgia fans, plus Georgia doesn't go anywhere. Well, well, with, with both Georgia and Cincinnati, when were they going to come back to Notre Dame stadium? Right. Right. And Georgia, I mean, Georgia was, I look, I have a ton of respect for Georgia. Yeah. And I think that, I think that that school has fucked their fans over for decades by not having them travel outside of the Southeast. They went to Colorado. Like, it's very much Arizona, like, like the state of Florida where they're just yeah. like, and we're not, we're not, we're not. It's a church. rabid fan base. It's a large fan base and they are willing to fucking go watch their dogs. Yeah. And, uh, so, and if you're a Clemson fan, like you're not, it's not a bucket list game for you simply because that, you know, that like, I just don't think Clemson fans are anywhere near the caliber of Georgia fans. Like not even fucking close. No, even no, close. they're not. They're not, they're not close, but then like, there's not that ACC arrangement where like Clemson fans know that like eventually their right. names, they'll be able to get a trip back. Georgia fans. It's like, we're never going to be able to be able to come back to, to Notre Dame. Yeah, that's, and, you know, that's that Georgia game was, er, was early September. 2028. You know, have to worry about, Worry about buying coats. Yeah, 2028 Clemson's going to be back. So it's it's it like you can look down the schedule, assuming super conferences aren't a thing. Um, yeah. So now, if this was Ohio State, uh, well, we'll we'll, we'll, State, we'll get into this in 2023. That, yeah, we'll that, discuss 2023 when when another red that's, team. That's not going to be. That's not going to be pretty. That's not going to be pretty. Another I can predict red it now. Team, when a red team comes to Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah. It's so gonna, people are going to bitch about it. All right. It's going to be bad. So this is another Marcus Freeman question, much like the um, uh, onside kick. Or we'll get to the onside kick one. Uh, this is the onside kick one. Uh, but much like the um, fourth down conversion one, does Notre Dame attempt an onside kick outside the final two minutes of a football game? Do you have any statistics on this? I don't. I don't have any statistics on it. It's a tough one. But just watching them, when was the last time you remember Notre Dame kicking an onside kick? Like, I can't remember. After half, like after halftime or some shit. Right, that, that's a bossy Virginia, call. I remember Virginia pulling it off on us in 2019. I sure did. Yeah, and then, and then I tweeted out a joke tweet of, we're going to lose, and uh, Brian Kelly's oh, kid going fucking kid. berserker about it. Uh, Imagine yeah, tweeting this. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine but that. this is what I'm talking about. Like this is Imagine this a family. head coach and Tommy Reese, where it's like, does Notre Dame yeah. attempt like See, the Sean gonna, Payton? Go I always ahead. think about Sean Payton in the Super Bowl too. In this, right? Right. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes, even though I think better judgment would say no. But I want them to, 
Like that's that is an aggressive. So that's that's a very they aggressive. Do it against move. Ohio State, right? Like open no, half. I, I think it's something they do against the team, like say like BYU. Like maybe they're only up ten um, at halftime or some shit like that, and they just they want to give it a a shot. I, look, it only has to happen once. I'm going to root for it, so I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Also, you could be down two scores, score outside the two-minute warning, and then on yes. kick because you need the ball yes. back quickly. Yep, you sure yeah, can. Good point. Good point. Um, having said that, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to say no as well. Yes, um, it's a famous one. Um, this is a fun one. Uh, does an They've opposing, all been fun, Brennan. They've all been fun. Well, thank you. Uh, does an opposing head coach noticeably whine? Does he pull David Shaw after a game? If so, who? This season? Uh, I mean, I mean, it'd be great if it was Ryan Day, but it would be great if it was Ryan Day or Dabo Sweeney. I mean, Dabo Day Shaw. Mac Brown. Babers. Oh, Mac Brown. Kenny Amatololo. Uh, there's, there's too many good choices. There's it's just a choices. shame. The answer is uh, absolutely yes, season. and it's going to be half the it's going to be half the schedule. Well, <laughs> so, well, you got to pick who. Yeah, well, it could be more than one right answer here, right? Yeah, so pick your shot. I mean, shoot your shot. I mean, you got to pick somebody. Oh, I'll just I'll say Shaw because that's just like fucking a given. It's got to be noticeable, right? I mean, Shaw's not yeah, just like, you don't think David Shaw's wine is unnoticeable. Well, it's we call it out about every year. Yeah, 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 for sure. But if Notre Dame beats David Shaw forty-nine to fourteen, he's not going to whine after the game, right? Oh, don't put anything past David Shaw. No. Yeah, come touché. on, man. Touche, 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 touche. Well, Jude, who are you picking? Are you picking David Shaw? Uh, no, I'm going to pick, uh, Lincoln Riley. Oh God. That's a good one. That is a good one. I'm picking Ryan day. I'm picking, I'm picking, you are so on, on this opening game. I'm picking that he cries about Chris Tyree stepping out of bounds on the run back and they're not them not picking the the flag up on it or something like a clipping call or something, something on the, the opening kickoff and him complaining about it. Chris Tyree running one back where the, the Michael Mayer caught the ball. It took two steps, clearly fumbled, but they just called it an incomplete pass instead, even though the Ohio state guy picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Sort of a, um, uh, a reverse, uh, reverse Gonzalez. Yeah, I think as Alice. Um, you know, Congressman Anthony Gonzalez. Right. Yeah, Congressman. Congressman Anthony Gonzalez. From the great state of Ohio, which, by the way, it's the great state. Home Field Apparel, homefieldapparel.com just announced today that Youngstown State will be the new. Uh, oh, Big news big this. Saturday, the Saturday. The I was party, party the penguins. Western shirt. I'm gonna buy one. I'm gonna buy one. No, I listen. Did I had two weeks in a row of purple teams because I want more purple shirts. Right. right. I skipped Kansas State because of their fuck. Fuck them. Fuck Kansas State fuck. in 2012. 
And I skipped Northwestern because fuck that. Columbia J, Columbia J School is a much better journalism school. Fuck the <laughs> No disrespect, Ashley. I'm tired of you blue check marks. And now you're getting a red shirt. And it's going to be a penguin. And yeah. It's going to be the penguin. Light school. No, no. Maybe, and it's gonna maybe, have, maybe it's gray. I can't. Well, Either yeah, way, we're yeah. representing representing the uh, the great Christian state of Ohio, a, 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 tre- a trestle, <laughs> a trestle uh, school. You know, and look, is it where, you is can still get in on the Hope Field Is he at Youngstown? Who? That's what, no, no. That's where uh, he went. Monty still at Georgia to finish his uh, Georgia. to finish his uh, yeah, he's a Georgia quarterback yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But you still get in on the Big New Saturday. You got on home field. Uh, look, $20 a shirt for the Big New Saturday shirts. $5 shipping. It's a hell of a deal. Uh, maybe you just like the Notre Dame gear. It's it's fire. It's good. We're hoping for a refresh uh, before this fall. They they added uh, added a baseball shirt and a basketball shirt over over the offseason, so that's always good. Uh, and if you haven't ordered anything from home field yet, please use the code one foot to save uh, 15% off your first order. Uh Look, the, the schools have been amazing uh, outside of Kansas State and, and Northwestern. Uh, they can go fuck themselves. Uh, <laughs> it's, it is a solid lineup. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I my dresser drawer broke. The second one broke. Uh, just stuff full of these shirts from, from home field. When I was on vacation, I don't know if I said this in the, the, the pod after vacation, but I was on vacation. My, my in-laws couldn't stop talking about the shirts we were wearing. My wife and I were both rocking, you know, All one right. or two home field shirts a day out on vacation, and they just kept bringing it up. And you know, because we got TCU up there, we got Clemson up there, uh, you know, Air Force. It was just it was a giant mix uh, of goodness. And look, maybe you're not down with wearing other schools, uh, but I certainly am. I, I love it, and the shirts are just good looking. The Arizona baseball shirts, probably one of my favorite shirts that I own, uh, but. Check it out, Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com. It's comfy and cozy. Go look good. Cool. All right, well, uh, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it is a trap to go at Admiral Akbar. It is a trap. And I'll, I'll take the first one. Biggest trap game in the season. It's Q's. Right? You're uh, right. Provide something other than Syracuse being larger than the biggest trap game of the season, Jude. Uh, being a resident of Watertown, what do you got? Yeah, I'm not looking to sweat the Cuse game, so I'm I'm gonna pick a uh, pick Marshall. I feel like there's a chance that there's a a little bit of a letdown first week uh, hangover. Maybe it's a possibly a close game. A lot of much like Toledo, the shoe, and they come out slow for the home opener. That's inevitably going to be on Peacock, Extra Prime, or whatever. <laughs> yep, that's what there, see right now. Josh, we'll be watching the game together, right? Um, I, I I don't know if I'm going to make it up for the Marshall game. That's that's uh, if. I, we were talking about before the pod. Uh, my football season was looking a little screwy, uh, <laughs> and I might not be able to make it to the home opener for the first time in like over a fucking decade. Uh, but I'm working on it. 
Uh, but if so, yes, we will be together uh, for that Marshall game. So Jude San Marshall, you said Syracuse. And Syracuse is what I had. I, I had, said Syracuse. And it had the yeah. You said Syracuse. Jude said Marshall. Syracuse. I had I had eyed because, frankly, because of the dome and the Reyes massacre uh, still lives in my head rent free. <laughs> but we're talking about the think, JMA wireless dome. Yeah, don't call it carrier yes. anymore. We can't call it. I mean, you just don't walk into the JMA wireless dome and expect to get a free win. I do. You don't. So even though Syracuse probably would have been a top pick, and I'm just to be a little bit of a contrarian here, I'm going to pick another team um, so we can have some fun here. But BYU is another one that sticks out uh, for sure. I, I'm not going to say Boston College because I don't think that's going to be a trap at all. As far as like, we're going to know what's coming in the whole the whole Phil thing. Yeah, uh, people will be all that. To play George Tech. Yeah, people. Well, my George question, Tack is my question to you is a villain. after the buy, I'm not going to call that. How can after but I think buy, BYU, BYU could be a could trap? Be a trap. How, after the buy, it's a trap. Because you come out. Are you kidding me? How did Notre Dame you look against Michigan be. after a buy? Uh, they they didn't they didn't. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. After the bye week, they they forgot that there was a football game to be played. Yeah, you, you can certainly you can certainly come out off of a bye week worse off than what you, than what the uh, the conventional wisdom would be. You can come in sleepwalking. Uh, you know, Las Vegas could could tear up a few guys. Maybe they, yeah. they shouldn't get there so early. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'll say BYU just to. I, I, I think that game's going to be more interesting than than what we're talking about, and it's going to give certainly going to give the the blue check marks out there that love fucking BYU Coastal Carolina. Oh, they love. Uh, uh, it's going to they're going to they're going to watch that game. It's the game I picked. Game. They scored the 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 game with the most points. So yeah, I don't uh, I don't I'm not hating it. Um. So. BYYU. Um, so pick the player that Notre Dame, uh, pick the player who surprises at Notre Dame. Um, I'll just take the easy layup and I'm going to pick Bray Lindsay because I picked him to score the, uh, or to at least uh, catch the most points or the most yards as a wide receiver. Um, I don't think it's absurd to say that Bray Lindsay is, uh, is a player who surprises at Notre Dame, right? I mean, what's his high water mark? As I mean, a, you're talking uh, to normal people that I mean, some some fans out there already kind of look at Lindsay as like star caliber, despite I'm lack. not sure how you can say that he's star caliber because his I don't know either. High water people out there his high water mark is is last year with being 350 yards receiving. So I think I think a lot of people have just written him off. So I think that he's going to surprise this year and probably have 900 to close to a thousand yards of receiving. And I think it'll be sort of a surprise. I think that's a pretty fair, fair surprise if we're going to look at this objectively. Right. Yeah. Um, so I got two names, both on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm not sure what's going to be like, can Zeke Carell be a surprise? Like Zeke Carell is going to be yeah, going to be the sure. starter at center. 
And if, I think there's a lot of. If he's going to be starting center for sure, he can be a surprise. So it, for me, it was either Correll or the freshman Eli Raritan. Because yeah. because of the of the injury to to Mitchell Evans, um, because of the focus on Michael Mayer, um, but I mean, and the lack of wide receivers. You know, we we have talked about this before. Eli Raritan could be someone that they use uh, as a big slot. Yeah. But, you know, if I take him, like, shouldn't I take Kevin Bauman, who's going to be on the opposite side? Uh, but I'm going to say Carell. I think Carell is going to have a a Remington finalist type season. If Zeke Carell is uh, named the starter and remains the starter throughout the season, I think he is absolutely a surprise. Yeah, he's not. A, he's certainly not a guard. Uh, that was a mistake. Uh, but I think I think Carell is going to be the surprise because I think people are going to look at that more as a weak point than anything. You know, especially moving Patterson over from center to guard. Automatically, you're looking at a guy who is on the Remington Award <laughs> watch list. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah. Give, give me Corral. Hashtag Ohio forever. Two words. Tobias Merriweather. That's not a terrible pick. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's probably the safest pick of the, the whole set, right? I don't know. I mean, good. we we do, we do tend to overhype wide receivers and want more out of them than we actually get out of them. But at the same time, I I'm gonna stay on brand. Yeah, I don't I don't think I think that's a pretty good one. Um, all right, so pick your winners for the ACC, Big Twelve, SEC. Big Ten and Pac-12. So I just have a question. Yeah. Is it is this going to be like a Montreal screw job where like Vince McMahon cannot let Bret Hart leave with the title um, on his way to the to the. Uh, <laughs> now like, here's my. Am question. I allowed to pick, am I allowed to pick the Oklahoma Sooners if they know that they're leaving? Can you pick USC? <laughs> right. There's a lot of screw jobs <laughs> we had here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I mean, All right. I, think, I, think I think I'm ready. I'm, I, yeah, I don't have ahead, to go G. first, though. Okay. No, go ahead. Uh, ACC, I'm going to go flavor of the week. Uh, North Carolina State. Yep, uh, Big 12, I'm going to take Oklahoma. SEC, of course, Alabama. Uh, Big 10, fuck. Uh, Ohio State. And Pac-12, let's go Utah. 
Josh, do you have any uh, in descent? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, ACC, let's go Clemson. Because even when there's ACC sucks, period. They so, do suck. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's not a stretch. Um, that It's why people have hope in NC State. It's because their conference sucks. Um, so we'll go Clemson, Big 12, let's do Texas. Uh, SEC, let's go Georgia. Bringing it back. Uh, Big 10, go Ohio State. And then Pac-12. Um, yeah, USC. Fuck it. Which gives Notre Dame three wins over conference champions. Three wins over champions. conference. Yeah. So I'm going Clemson. Uh, yeah, I'm going Clemson. I'm going uh, Texas because I'm not sold Kansas on. State. Yeah. I'm going uh, Alabama. I'm going Ohio State because I think Michigan's going to be hot trash. And I am going uh, Utah. Just fuck USC. I think USC is going to be an eight and five football team. So you went with Texas too, then? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I went Texas as well. Uh, I'm not sure. So hard to Okay. Yeah, yeah. As a head coach. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I, I mean, all of Utah's roster transferred basically to USC. Um, so, um, so, so pick three Heisman finalists for New York city. I'm ready. Hit me with it. Go ahead. Uh, you, you can never go wrong with picking Alabama's quarterback. So I'll take Bryce young. Um, yep, that's the safest pick CJ Stroud, I think is the, the money odds, uh, favorite. So I'll take him as well. Yep. And then I honestly don't think you can go wrong ever picking an Oklahoma quarterback, at least in the last five years. So uh, Dylan Gabriel, I think, I believe is going to be the starting quarterback in uh, in Norman. So I'll take him as well. That's a safe pick. Especially if you're picking uh, Oklahoma to win the the division. Josh, you have any dissent? I would assume you're picking Bryce Young. He doesn't even have Bryce Bryce Young. He's not even winning the conference. What the hell, Josh? I think Bryce Young. Yeah, he's not even winning the conference, Josh. It doesn't matter. It's Alabama. They get free passes on everything. They do. Uh, they don't even have to win uh, their take, conference to go to the playoff. Uh, I'll take Young, Stroud, and then I think there is going to be a stupid push for Caleb Williams, who is going to just beat up on terrible Pac-12 defenses. Um, so, yeah. I don't think Caleb Williams is good. I don't think he's that great either, but I think he's going to kill the Pac-12. I'm going to go with uh, Bryce Young, obviously. I'm going to go with, um, because I am picking Texas to win the division, I'm picking Bijan Robinson as one of Good the... Uh, Running backs never win the Heisman. You they don't, boy. but he'll get invited because uh, they'll okay. invite a token... Uh, running back to probably picking three. Um, so I had Clemson, Texas, Alabama, Ohio State, and Utah going there. So I'm taking Bryce Young, Bijan Robertson. So that's two of them. I don't think anyone from um, 
Oh, I missed somebody. We should have put in there. And then you got to take Will Anderson, man. He's still around, right? Will Anderson is still around. Oh, you fucking a. And yeah. I'm taking you know, Will Anderson as the layout. Yeah, change, I can't change believe, Caleb Williams to Will Anderson. I can't believe I forgot Will Anderson. Oh well. Do you want to do you want to switch one, Dylan Gabriel? Nah. nah I'll, t- I'll let you flip out let's, Dylan let's Gabriel. Let's ride. I'll let let's you ride, man. Let's ride. God right. damn it. I was gonna let right. you dude. What I mean, Will Anderson. I got, I got two. I got two guys that aren't even gonna aren't even gonna win their yeah, conference you, what the fuck are you doing josh <laughs> yeah i got Bryce this alabama superstar Robinson. team i'll do it i'll do exactly finalists. what the media is gonna do i have two <laughs> they'll be undefeated going into the uh going into the uh sec championship game which will be right, the Heisman matter. ceremony will be before that or what is it before that before the sec championship game is that what happens there i still won't care most of the votes will already be in though let's pick the playoff teams first Playoffs? Playoffs? We talking about playoffs? Sure. I'll pick uh, playoff team for anybody else. Do you, do you want to pick playoff team? No, go ahead, Brennan. Tell me, tell me who's going to be the playoffs. Uh, all right, I'll pick playoff teams. I'll pick uh Alabama. I'll pick Ohio State. I will pick Georgia. Now I'll pick. Pick, pick. I'll pick the University of Notre Dame. Because I think that regardless of the re- winner of Ohio State Notre Dame. matches in the playoff. I'd like to know what you are smoking, my friend. I think if Notre Dame is able – I think Notre Dame is going to beat Clemson. So I think Clemson's hot trash offensively. But I think they're going to win. And I don't, I don't believe, in a, lo- I don't believe in a loss just because someone says there should be a loss. Here's the thing. I think that I, I think that um, Clemson is hot trash, but they're going to win their division. I think that Utah is going to be a two-loss team coming out of the Pac-12. I think Texas is going to be a two-loss team coming out of the Pac- at the Big 12. So I want to hear how Notre Dame, as being a one-loss team, isn't going to be able to get in with – Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. One loss Notre Dame team. Okay. All right. All right. What do you got? What's your playoff team? I got Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. Josh? Bama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Texas. All the money. Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, and Texas. You know what? Yeah, no, let's go with that. Let's go with that. I was gonna I was gonna make a, a fun argument for Ohio State over Alabama because Ohio <laughs> State's only loss would have been to Notre Dame in the beginning of the season and Alabama's loss would have been to Georgia at the end of the season to not win their comp- conference but but then the Ohio committee State won't be, see it that way the Ohio State will be Big Ten champions though right Ohio State will be Big Ten yes, champions yes, yes. Have a but the only the loss to the non-conference opponent whereas Alabama's loss would be in the SEC championship game to Georgia yes 
Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Sounds fair. And just history. Just history. Oh. We have Bryce Young and Will Anderson and so TJ Stroud. In, and so in, your, in your scenario, Josh, Notre Dame went undefeated? Yes. Or 11-1. They probably wow. dropped a game and against. Where, uh, what happened with Texas? They ran the table, too? Yeah. Look Big at Texas' overrated. schedule. Look at Texas' schedule. Man, it is not. Well, they're Big not going to be Oklahoma, but that's okay. Yeah, they will. Like even as a even as a media even as a mediocre Texas, they let me let me drop cold. it on you. Louisiana uh, University of Louisiana Monroe Warhawks, Alabama Crimson <laughs> Tide. Well, no, Texas has got to play Alabama week two. By the way, oh. that's sexy, right? You're fucked. Oh US- yeah. Yeah. All right, so Texas's only loss is Alabama, a close That's one. It's not the worst. Then they went out. Yeah, then they went out. It's not the worst. Yeah. So, so it's a round round. And you right? have you Nobody have Alabama defeated. and Texas. Georgia beat Alabama. Alabama beat Texas, right? Yeah. And Ohio State lost to Notre Dame, so they're out. That makes sense, at least. Or in Ohio State probably dropped I mean, another yeah, game. Yeah, I mean we can we can make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio <sure>. State probably <laughs> yeah. dropped another game. Man. I mean, why would Ohio State not drop it? It's not like they would lose to Iowa. They never lose to Iowa. <laughs> Did you say Purdue? Oh. They, you're they, about. they never lose to Purdue, right? So or Michigan State. So my playoff consists of of a of a Menage a trois of yeah. Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. I like it. Circle of death. Yeah. I mean, I'm just rolling them out there right now. It, yeah. My picks are as good as anybody else's in the country. I was going to say, who did everybody... we pick last year? Because we'll probably have a good laugh about that. I, I'll right? tell you who we picked last year. It was uh, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame for Josh. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma for Jude. And Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, and Notre Dame for Brendan. And it was Alabama, UGA, Michigan, and Cincinnati. <laughs> okay, so we got the Alabama and Georgia part, right? We sure so did. Two, two games involved in the state of Ohio fucked me. Notre Dame yeah. beats Cincinnati, they're in the playoffs. Ohio State beats Michigan, they're in the playoffs. No. Two games last year destroyed my pick. Ohio. Ohio forever. Yep. Twelve of twenty-one pilots. My, fa- my favorite is look look at who we picked for a Heisman finalist last year. Josh picked Spencer Radler. I picked DJU. Hey, <laughs> I, I had JT Daniels on there too. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> we all had. Uh, oh, actually, Brendan had Radler. Brendan, Brendan had both those I had people. Rattler. Rattler and DJU. Oh, gosh. Bryce, Bryce Young, Young was money, though. That was money oh, pick right there. Slovis was the worst pick. Let's just be honest. JT Daniels. <laughs> Slovis was a terrible pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bryce Young was a good one, though. Uh, good times. I was the only one that picked Heisman <laughs> by the most. Yeah, did a good job. Yeah, I won. I won that one. I did it. You did the thing. <laughs> I did the thing. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's the picks. We did it. That's the picks. 
I, you know, I'm very, this was fun. And I really hope that I get to listen to other people do this because I, I actually really enjoy hearing what other people's take on this and, and, and seeing something that, where I'm like, Oh damn, that's a good pick. And then, yeah. And then of course the, well, like you just say, Will Anderson was like, Oh shit. Like yeah. how the hell do we sit here and forget about Will Anderson? <laughs> because the Heisman hates he defensive players. Yeah, I it. mean, he was the best player in college football last he year. He was awesome. Right? For was sure. Awesome. For sure. He's going to eat this year too. So he sure is. God, he's so fucking good. He's so good. <laughs> oh, we all had Shuba Hubbard going into the to the finals two years ago. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, we all uh, did have. And Josh had Ian Book. <laughs> oh no, Josh, <laughs> Josh had Ian Book. I had Ian Book. <laughs> Goddamn right. Hey, hey, that was, hey, that was a playoff hold here. That was hold a playoff up. here. Hold up. Who had Newman? Who did he take a snap? I don't even know who Newman is. Who did he take a goddamn name? Goddamn name. Snap for Georgia. Oh, is he the guy that got benched to replace my dad? The Wake Forest transfer. He took the COVID. He took the COVID. I'm not (laughs) Oh. Good times. Yeah, we should not lay money on on Heisman picks. We're not very good at it. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, you had Jim Newman on there. That's great. <laughs> Good times. Oh. That's, that might be the last time that name was ever brought up in this podcast again. <laughs> With Jamie Newman. Uh, yeah. Unless we just meme the shit out of it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, there you go. Go. Uh, uh, Notre Dame websites, podcast. Uh, go ahead. Take fun. Uh Take off and uh, give us your own fucking picks. Uh, well, I, Jude's right. I want to see what uh, anybody else has to come up with here. So, all right. Well, let's close it out then, boys. Uh, Jude, what do you got left in the tank? I got nothing. I'm just really glad to have Brendan back from vacation and and able to to sit down and be with you guys again. And uh, I'm sure somebody got married, but I just can't think of anybody. So. <laughs> Well, you got it. You got Julia and um, oh yeah, Julia, Julia. Yeah, yeah, Julia, yeah. Julia and Julia. Yeah, you nailed it. I believe that was a movie, right, with uh, Amy Adams. Yeah, Julia and Julian. Where she tries to Julia cook the Ju- uh, cook the entire giant secretary. The Julia Child. Yeah, Julia Child. It was a good movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Run in, my uh, friend. What do you got left in the tank? Uh, I had nothing. I had my first uh, port. I had my first Portillo's experience. Uh, six out of ten. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah. It's a little overrated, isn't it? It was a little overrated. Uh, oh, Philip was. Uh, Philip was, I've, I've was selling forever. me on it. Philip was selling me on it. He gave me the full order. I went and I got exactly what Philip said, and I was like, "Huh." I had a better. What did you get? I, what did you get? I got the um, Italian beef, extra gravy. Yeah, I knew uh, that was gonna be it. Yeah, Giardinia or whatever it is. Um, it was fine. It was, it's it was a little fine. dry. It's, it, you know what? It was dry, and but at the same time, the bun was like soaking soggy. wet. And I was like, this is like it was dry and soaking wet at the same time. That's exactly it. I was like, huh. Yep. And then we we ended up going to Navy Pier and just like on a whim went to like Harry Carey's and like it's better than Portillo's. Christy got the, the 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 roast beef and I got the hot dog and we did the inverse at uh, Portillo's because I followed Phillips' instructions 
And then I was like, man, um, Portillo's isn't that great, huh? So no, it's yeah. a, it's overrated. It's it was overrated. definitely overrated. Um, yeah, if you're in Chicago, go to the Color Factory. That was the the most fun we had. Um, Color Factory was dope as shit. Uh, the giant ball pit, loved it. Pictures everywhere. That's what you want. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll uh, enjoy Chicago a lot. Um, I'll I'll put memes out this week. Uh, didn't <laughs> didn't do any memes last week. Uh, I'll be back on the meme train this week. All right. Well, I also, uh, before we get out of here, I want to give uh, just condolences again to uh, to Paul Duncan's family. Uh, the former Notre Dame offensive lineman um, passed away at the age of 35, uh, went out on a jog and had a heart attack and passed away. And he leaves behind a wife and two daughters. Um, you know, it's sad when any, you know, anyone of that age um, passed away. But um, just a, a quick look on his on his wife's Instagram you know, just look like a young, happy family, just getting their lives started. And that's a, it's a giant tragedy. So, um, just remember him and, and them in your prayers. Um, it really sad, you know, and it also makes you feel, you know, a little old, uh, you know, these guys that, uh, that passing away over the last, what, 10 years, um, it seems more and more, and they're just so young. It's just so like, what the hell, you know, they're it's just ridiculous. So, if you got a doctor, go go talk to him. Go get everything checked out that you can get checked out. Uh, I went through a battery of tests uh, this winter uh, that was basically borderline uh, a torture camp. But at least I got some answers on some things. Um, and that at least gives you a better peace of mind. So don't hesitate. Go have some things checked out. Um, other than that, man, I, I really don't know what else is left. I mean, I am... I'm geeked for the season to get going, but I'm still like, I'm still fully entrenched in off season mode. I'm hoping this podcast itself would start really moving us forward to the season. Again, conference realignment shit has kind of like screwed the off season. Um, but it feels like we're getting past that mostly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to give a shout out to the, uh, to the non reading Facebook people. Uh, I put a, a post up the other day uh, about the, the new turf getting installed inside Notre Dame stadium. Uh, and people without reading think that we're going back to grass just because of that picture of the fountain grass uh, that I put it up there. That was key. I, top did, 10 I did that on purpose. No, I did that on purpose. That was beautiful. Um, the only change to the stadium turf is the numbers. They went back to the uh, big numbers to, to more of like, like the Holtz era numbers of, if, if you want to call them that. Um, smaller, not, I, I guess the numbers that we had before I would, I was, you mean, like, are you talking about NFL traditional part. numbers? Are you talking about like the only tradition Notre Dame has being numbers the whole Terra, right? Yeah. Cause all tradition begins and ends yeah. from 1985, uh, to 1996. Yeah. Right around there. Right around there. Uh, they kept, they kept the stripes, uh, whatever weirdness they want to talk about with angles, uh, they kept the midfield logo. It all looks Alternating the same. Colors, all looks the exact yeah. same. Yep. Yep. All looks the same. Uh, but they, they definitely needed it. The stuff's supposed to get changed out every eight years. Uh, and they were right on the eight year mark. And I can tell you being down on the turf last year, um, it definitely was yeah. getting worn. It definitely looked, uh, worn and ready to be used. So 
It's a good time to do it. I was hoping they would do a little something different with a painting. Um, but you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, it's a thing that was done. Hey, Notre Dame's men won the, uh, their athletic team has won the capital one cup, which is yeah. not to be confused with the director's cup, which is a shadier version of, uh, of this kind of trophy. <laughs> Cause somehow Stanford wins it 5,000 times. But hey, the men, the men kicked ass. Uh, it was the second time they've won the Capital One Cup. The last time was the 2000, the, and the first time was the 2013-2014 seasons. Uh, so congratulations to uh, to the men's athletic teams uh, for for that. Which seems like, like I I saw when it happened and I put the post up, and I'm still seeing like people are just getting articles out today uh, about that. I don't know. This is maybe it's uh, one of those things since uh, loose emojis no longer with us. But this would have been this would have been a much bigger deal if Lou was still alive. He would have he would have put a bunch of stuff out. People are just lacking behind. They're not as not as solid as Lou was, I guess. So. All right. Yeah. If you have any uh, complaints with the field turf, uh, direct them all to at Stadium Dude on Twitter. Um, <laughs> He is directly uh, responsible for all things uh, field turf uh, related. You know, I will say as the years roll by, I do. I do lament the loss of grass more than I thought as I was a vocal, vocal, very person about getting of getting field turf. But as the years roll by that, and it's not all the time, but it's just sometimes where it's just like, I don't know, man. Just when you go down the field, like the grass would have been, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a, a dumb thing in my head, uh, but it, the filter is fine. It does the trick. And Notre Dame is never going to go back to no, grass. No, 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 no. no not, not for November football games. Yeah. It's well, great. In, it's a great well, in September and October. If they wanted to have fantastic grass all season long, Long, they would. If they really wanted that. They would. But what they want to do is more shit inside the stadium, which is why we have the filter to begin with. So that's why it's there. But if they wanted just fantastic grass for six or seven football games out of the season, they could do it and would do it. But they want to do more with it. So if you want to bitch about it, I don't know what to tell you. Georgia's I mean, got grass. Go cheer for Georgia. I've watched a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers football games, and they have uh, natural grass in Heinz Field. And uh, that's that that they're a professional football team. And in the month of November, it is hot trash. Anytime it rains. I am. I Brendan, I am unaware of any field named Heinz field. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't don't know what you're talking about there. You know, you're right. Um, Aventura, um, uh, including my wife's favorite football player. Ace Ventura sponsored a field. Uh, Ace Ventura Ward. Uh, Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, keep checking everything out. Leave those ratings. Leave the reviews. Every review that you leave, I will read on the next 50 podcast. Leave them five stars, baby. Go get them on your – just download it on everybody's phone you can meet. Uh, and uh, and we'll all be happy. Well, I think we're, we're getting close to 400 uh, ratings on there. So let's, let's get there before the season uh, starts. And that's it. So – for Brendan, for Jude, for everyone over at One Foot Down, thanks for listening, and as always, go Irish. <laughs>